The following is a Dallin Catholic Sports presentation on Iowa Catholic Radio. Our coverage of Dallin Catholic Sports is underwritten by Ashworth Vision Clinic, Construction Professionals, Dental Associates, Kemen, Mercy One, the Catholic Tuition Organization, Skeffington's Formalware, Bozen the Florist, Northwest Bank, and Catholic United Financial. Thank you for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. Yeah, he's got to be excited. Butterflies right now, I'm sure, and, you know, he's... He played in the game against El, uh, against um, Ankeny last year, and here he sits ready to go in a big one. He's got two receivers on each side of the formation. Dowling without a tight end. Here's a snap out of the shotgun. The pass near side. Caught, and maybe a gain of a two or three, depending on where they spot forward progress. That reception that time by the tight end, Drew Winget. Yeah, a little quick play. You want to get Jackson in rhythm and get the ball out of his hands once. And, uh, you know, it's a great way for him to start. You get a three-yard gain, and away they go. Bring up second down and eight for Dowling as the Maroons go with three receivers to the right, one to the left, one back in the backfield, no tight ends in this set. And on the read option, they give us to the tailback. He's hit and dropped and punching through there. That's Cam Middleton with second effort. He's got the first down as he crosses a 30-yard line. What a run by Cam there. He was hit at in the backfield, shook the first tackler, and then bumped through another one and kept his feet churning and kept his hips square, as we talk about with Cam. It's so important with him. And he rumbles for that first down. Big pickup. So it's first and ten Maroons. The ball on the left hash mark. Dowling going right to left towards the north end zone. In that west-northwest wind at about 10 to 15 miles per hour here at Valley Stadium tonight. And here's Smolik. Uh, the read option to give once again is to uh, Cam Middleton. Cam working the right side. Goes over right guard and tackle. And kind of slices his way upfield and finally brought down maybe a gain of two up to the 32. Valley had the defense rallied to that one really well because when it was lined up and where they were running to, I thought Dowling was going to get a crease in there, and I think they another second it would have been there because Cam, they had the right play called against Valley's defense. Valley's going to run with three guys down and one guy in a two-point stance all night long on the strong side. And the Tigers will rotate their two um, middle down tackles on defense. All right, it is second and eight. Dowling, here's Smolik, wants to throw, throws the right side of the formation. Pass is caught, first down up to the 45-yard line as they hit the receiver that time, uh, Jake Anderson on the reception, I believe. Jake Anderson and, and Smolik, his, his arm is, is live, and he is ready to go. That ball came out quick. The one thing that Jackson has is he does have a quick release, and he gets that ball out quick, hits Blake Anderson right in stride, big pickup, Maroons moving the sticks. First down, Maroons at their own 44-yard line as we're underway here in the first half. No score, Dowling and Valley. The Maroons come in ranked eighth, Valley ranked third. RPI rankings, Valley is first and Dowling at 13th, and they take 16 in the postseason. Maroons will put a man in motion, two receivers to the left, inside handoff to the right side, and getting some running room up near midfield and slicing down into Valley territory as a Dowling tailback. And is it Phillip or Middleton? Because they've been interchanging yeah. both. Uh, it was it was C.J. Phillip. They put Cam Middleton in motion, which draws the outside linebacker out, and that allowed a crease in there for C.J. to hit. And uh, as they ran up inside of him and over, you know, right over Batterton and Rockers on that left side, and so the big pickup. That's a nice gain on first down. You, you like second and threes. Yep, seven yard run for C.J. Phillip, and now. Here's second and three, and they give on a little jet sweep. And getting the first down, or at least near the first down, they spot his knee down right on the marker, is C.J. Phillip. That play went from right to left, and he's near a first down. Uh, they were, 
Are they going to move the sticks they or just, are they not? They've got the digital stick over yeah, there. It's first they're down. They're see the light, and there we go. They are going to move them. All right, so C.J. gets through there for a first down and a nice, you know, establishing that, that front for Dowling on that offensive line with Bagantos and Carey and Nahas on the other side. So they'll spot it at the 46 of Valley, gain of three, and now back to throw as Smolik fires it out. The pass is caught and run out of bounds on the near sideline is the uh, Dowling receiver, and that's Cooper Nicholson with his first catch of the night. Cooper Nicholson has really established himself as a go-to receiver, and it gives you know it gives the Maroons a dual threat between Brown and Nicholson. Really, really puts pressure on the defense to stretch him even more. And uh, Jackson doesn't look like he's been out for six weeks. No, he's, he does. He's putting the ball in the spots in a hurry. Ten-yard reception by Cooper Nicholson, quarterback Jackson Smolik hooking up first and ten. Dowling from the Valley, 36. And here's Smolik on the read option to give around left end and running with the ball down the near sideline and finally pushed out of bounds is Phillip. C.J. tried to turn the corner outside the numbers as the play went left. They pulled Batterton on that play, and he leads that play around the left side, and it's an interesting thing to see that big kid, 5'11", 290, as a lead blocker out here, out by the numbers, and uh, gave C.J. some room to run, and, and again, a nice gain on first down. Gain of two by uh, C.J. Phillip. This will be the ninth play of the Dowling Drive. It started back at their own 20-yard line as the opening kickoff went into the end zone on a touchback. Well, we got to call timeout. Maroons called timeout. So timeout on the field. We'll take one ourselves. 8-16 remaining. First quarter, no score. Dowling and Valley coming. We come back. Second and seven for Dowling on the Valley 33 here on Iowa Catholic Radio. This is a young. This is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton Minute. Have you ever heard people say that Christianity is barbaric, that it arose in ignorance? Well, G.K. Chesterton says that as a matter of historical fact, it didn't. It arose in the most civilized period the world has ever seen. It arose precisely at the intersection of three great civilizations, Athens, Rome, and Jerusalem. It combined the philosophy of the first two with the faith of the third. So what's the real reason the opponents of Christianity do not believe it? It's not because it's barbaric and ignorant. It's not even because it's civilized and sophisticated. It's because, as Chesterton says, opponents of Christianity would believe anything except Christianity. Want more than a minute? Visit us at Chesterton.org. We're back here at uh, Valley Stadium as we came out of the timeout. Dowling ran a pass play, and it was intercepted by the Valley Tigers. The Maroons had a second and seven, and the Tigers pick it off. A Jackson Smolik pass is returned for a gain of up to the 40-yard line, and that's Nelson, where Valley will have it. Yeah, Nelson Cavanaugh for the, for the Tigers stepped in front of that ball and picked it off, and now here we go the other way um, and see how the defense rallies for the offense here. Well, Valley with the first down at their own 40-yard line. We have 8-10 remaining here in the first quarter. And now an end around to Reardon, and Dowling has it well read, and this is going to be a loss on the play. As the Maroons had that snuffed out, there'll be a loss of at least 10 there, Matt. Jalen Pettis was untouched. They tried to run. They ran Eli Reardon in motion and then backhanded it back to him, going back against the grain to the left side of the field, right at Jalen Pettis. 
Jalen Pettis wasn't having any of it. Ten-yard loss. He had that snuffed out. It was the young man, the tight end for Valley, that's going to play at Notre Dame next year as a tight end, and they tried to run him on the first play on a little jet sweep. But now Valley will go back to the ground game. They hand it off to Danny Rankins, and Rankins is loose. He gets some of that yardage back and gets up to the original line of scrimmage, Matt. That would be the 40-yard line to bring up third and ten. He did. You know, I, you know, watching tape on Danny, he is a good runner. The thing you need to do with him is you gotta, you got to make him go sideline to sideline. He does a great job of getting in the hole, and he's got a quick little shuffle to the left and right and then wants to get vertical again. But the more you can string him out to the sideline, the better it is the Better it is for the Maroons. And so he gets going north and south, he's trouble. They say he stepped out of bounds at the 39-yard line, so a gain of nine for Rankin. And this will bring up third down, third and 11 for Valley, following the interception by the Tigers. Nelson Cavanaugh back to throw is Morrow. Mason throws it out, has a man open, caught at the 40-yard line of Dowling. And that will be a first down by Reed Shillib for the Valley Tigers. Out there in coverage, Blake Anderson, they ran a, a, a flag, what I would call a flag route, a post corner, and um, Blake Anderson had a roll from the safety spot back over to the numbers where he was wide open, and uh, Morrow hit him right in stride, and, and uh, nice play for the Valley Tigers. 25-yard gain for Valley on third and 11. Tigers pick up a first down at the Dowling 36. They'll run with two receivers to the left, one to the right. They'll move the tight end, Eli Reardon, to the left of the formation. Here's a snap. Morrow looking over the middle. Caught by Reardon. First down and more inside the 10, inside the 5. And the ball is loose. It was stripped from behind, and Dowling's got it. So we've had two turnovers. The officials haven't officially signaled, but Dowling thinks they have it. And a, we're awaiting the official it word. It is Dowling football. Dowling football. Maroons will take over at the five-yard line, and both teams now with turnovers here in this first half. Let's go down to John Shido. He's amongst that chaos. And, Johnny, what a first play uh, both for both teams' defenses thus far, John. Oh, big plays already. You know, interception for Valley, uh, change of momentum, big three, two big plays for Valley. And, and uh, I, I think if that ball's not stripped, uh, Reardon goes in there for a touchdown. A great job by Joe Hughes and uh, Adam Townsend to keep with the play and, and keep fighting and, and knock that ball out of there. No question. The Reardon, uh, with the catch, was for 31 yards, but he fumbled the ball, and Dowling recovers to the five. Now out of the end zone, the Maroons will go back to the ground to hand off to the tailback, and that is Middleton and Cam stood up at the line of scrimmage. No gain. I'll bring up second and ten. Dowling, Maroons back to the wall. Backs to the wall at their own five-yard line. They are, and and uh, but, you know, you're in a better, better place than they were. The points weren't given up. Great play by Townsend to knock that ball out of Reardon's hands, and, and I, I agree with John. I think he was going in to score, and I don't know who got the recovery on that. I saw Jalen Pettis down there, which would have been shocking for him to get down that far. Well, we'll have the next report to John. We'll have to find out uh, who did make the recovery. Now, five receivers for Dowling. Smolik out of his own end zone fires. He throws behind his intended receiver that time as uh, he did have a man open, and I believe uh, that – was uh, Andrew Bliss from the right side of the formation. Andrew Bliss, yeah. He got just a step behind him. The timing on that post route is so so difficult and, and uh, hit him just a step off, and otherwise that would have been a big play for the Maroons. And Maroons. now it's third and long. Yeah, it's Maroons throwing a little tempo here as they have two receivers on each side of the formation. Smolik making his first start since week one out of his own end zone. Now has to wants to run for it, and he's still on his feet, and he's hit and dropped the five-yard line for no gain. So we'll bring up fourth and nine and the punting unit in for Dowling, and Dowling will be punting into the wind. 
Shows the confidence that Coach Wilson has in Jackson Smolik to sit there and drop him back in a pass play on the five-yard line. You know, a lot of teams are going to just try to run that ball out, get some more space for your punter. But they had faith in Jackson to make a play, and then a pocket broke down around him, and, and he's tackled the line of scrimmage. So John Cole will come in to punt for Dowling Catholic as Hagen will be the long snapper, high snap. And Cole gets it away, and it was nearly blocked. Short kick, angling towards the far sideline. And it'll go out of bounds inside the 20. And inside the 15, spotted out of bounds at the 12. That is where Valley will start first and 10 from the Dowling 12. A seven-yard punt with no return. No return. And that makes think, things well, tough. I think it's going to be the tw- – yeah, yeah, it is the 12-yard line. Holy smokes. I thought the kid was going to take it off of his foot. I believe it was number – I think it was um, Jay Moore – came through there and about took the ball off of off of his foot. Yeah, tough break for the Maroons, and uh, John Chida will go back down to you on the Dowling sideline. Valley's going to get great field position, and uh, Matt, you talked about in your keys, field position, and here's one of them, John, the Dowling defense put into the test right now. Yeah, absolutely. It's self-inflicted there with the with the miscue on the punt, and, and Dowling, best case scenario, has pulled Valley out of the end zone for a field goal here, Mark. All right, Morrow. Play action, fires the ball to the right side. The pass is caught inside the five. Slipping the tackle and going into the end zone. Touchdown Tigers is Aiden Price, who also is their backup quarterback. And Coach uh, Swenson getting athletes on the field, and Price scores the first touchdown after the change of possession. They, uh, you know, they tried to get him. They want to get him the ball. He's a good athlete, Price is, and they want to get the ball in his hands, and he showed it right there. Blake Anderson came up with a hit on him but didn't wasn't able to bring him down. And uh, Valley strikes first. Good throw from Morrow to Price. Pass went to the right side of the formation, 12 yards out, and now the extra point by Dawson Stein. And the ball is up, and the extra point is good. So it's 7-0 Valley. 5-17 remaining first quarter as Valley leads Dowling. We'll be back with more here on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. 60 seconds with... When Jesus was fasting in the desert, the devil tempted him to turn a stone to bread, to become king of the world, and to throw himself down from the temple and defy mortality. All that boiled down to a temptation to renounce his frail humanity. Jesus chose hunger, powerlessness, and mortality. We're tempted because of ego to renounce our humanity. The devil's first temptation to Adam and Eve was, you will become like gods. Ego can drive us to work to make a monument of accomplishments to ourselves. It drives us to earn more and more money because we think it makes us powerful. Drives us to obsess over the impact we make or how well known we become because we think that will immortalize us. Give it up. There's a difference between you and God. God never thinks he's you. Do a gut check of those ways ego is driving your dreams. Because if it is, you're missing all that matters most. And your wife is probably missing that happy, carefree guy she married years ago. Send us a message at connect at reallifecatholic.com. This is Chris Stefanik from reallifecatholic.com. And we're back here at uh, Valley Stadium alongside Matt Mandring. I'm Mark Amadell. And Valley strikes first, taking advantage of great field position as they score one play, 12 yards, as Aiden Price on a 12-yard touchdown pass from quarterback Mason Marl. 7 to nothing Valley with the extra point by Dawson Stein. Let's go down to the Dowling sideline and to uh, John Chidel. The Maroons were uh, up against it there, Johnny, and uh, Valley took advantage of field position. Yeah, and you go back to those aha uh-huh moments, and the aha uh-huh moment was when we had to burn the timeout 
uh, the offense was, was, was driving in that first drive. Then we throw the turnover. We, we create a turnover, and then bad field position. Valley took advantage of it. They, they certainly did. Swolick now inside handoff, and he hands it off to his tailback, and I believe that's C.J. Phillip, and he gets up near a first down before he spun down there, uh, Matt, and a good run up the middle with the Maroons showing three receivers that last time. Yeah, right behind Bagantos and uh, Carey on that left right side in the A-gap there. Uh, Phillip saw a crease, and he ran through, got hit hard about at the six-yard mark, but carried it forward for three more yards. So to bring up second down and one for the Maroons, uh, nine-yard gain. Another timeout. They had Dante Cataldo in there at quarterback, and now they have to call timeout personnel. Okay, we'll keep it here with uh, 448 remaining. Dowling has taken its second timeout tonight, and uh, it's a second and one coming up. You mentioned Dante Cataldo. Coach Wilson in the pregame mentioned that you're going to see uh, all three quarterbacks in. Dante Cataldo, uh, of course, he and Jake English have played – the majority of snaps after Jackson Smolik was injured. Smolik obviously out that last uh, play, but now a timeout called. And we want to recognize our supporters of Iowa Catholic Radio. They've been with us throughout the year, and we thank them for being part of our broadcast all season long. Ashworth Vision, Construction Professionals, Dental Associates, and Kemen. Mark Amadale, Matt Mandering, John Chido, and uh, Brian Sweeney on our is our studio producer tonight. We appreciate Brian back at the Iowa Catholic Radio Studios. And uh, second time out here in the first half by Dowling here, Matt. You don't know if it's a product of the rotating quarterback thing or what, but the personnel groupings have been messed up a couple times now here for the Maroons. Cotado stays in at quarterback, I believe. Yes, he is. And the inside handoff, and it goes. And that's C.J. Phillip fighting for yards across the 40, and he bowls his way up near the 47 of Dowling. That's a great pickup, about 18 yards. And we'll call it a Dowling first down. That's one of the better runs I've seen from C.J. Phillip this year. These these running backs tonight are running with some authority. C.J. Phillip hit the crease, put his foot in the ground, and, and got downfield and really is delivering a blow as he finishes his runs. We haven't really seen that aggression from him uh, as the years progress, but we're seeing it tonight. 18-yard run for C.J. First down Dowling at their own 47. Valley leads it 7 nothing here in the first quarter with 4.15 remaining. And Cataldo, or rather a Smolik back in at quarterback as they rotate the quarterbacks and inside handoff. And is that Phillips still in there? And he finally yeah. drug down in front of the Dowling sideline, which is on the far side, after a short game. Yeah, they ran to the short side there with C.J. running to the numbers, and, and uh, they, Valley was able to stretch it out, defense rallied to the football, and not much of a gain there as, as uh, the Roos advance at two yards. All right, Dowling will send out two receivers as Bo Gamble split out wide left. Slot left is Cooper Nicholson on the left side of the formation. And Carson Brown split out wide right. Now he goes in motion right to left. And the quarterback is Smolik and an inside handoff, and that's, that is Cam Middleton, and he's back in there. And Cam crosses the 50, and he's finally driven down right around the 45 of Valley, and that's good enough for about a seven-yard gain. Great run by Cam Middleton as he hit the hole there and had some had to break an arm tackle at the line of scrimmage. Again, running on the side of Carey and Nahas, and uh, they used those two big bodies and made room for him, and, and uh, Cam kept the legs churning, and nice game. The Maroons have uh, ground out to gains of 9-18, one and at seven yards there between Middleton and Phillip. It's third and two, and now back to, in the ball game, and that for the first time tonight we're seeing – what is that? Uh, There's going to be a flag. A flag on the play as the quarterback ran to his right. 
And that was Carson Brown, rather, that got the ball and kind of an end around or a sweep. And now we've got a, uh, a penalty on the fly, play. And we'll get first time we've heard from the referee tonight. We'll pick it up. Decision time for Coach Swenson here. As our official is Dave Rittman and his crew tonight. George Hardwood, part of that, and we're waiting. Holding against Dowling. And they're going to mark it off from well, where they're going, to, they're going to take the penalty. So he had an interesting okay. decision to make. It would have been fourth and about four, fourth and five, and decides to take the penalty, back him up 10 yards, and now it's a third and 15 play for the Maroons. So Dowling backed up all the way to their own 41. They were at the Valley 45, and this penalty obviously uh, puts them back in their own territory. So it's third and long, third and 15 they'll call it. Three receivers left, one to the right, and back to throw. And running with the football and throwing it downfield is Smolik. The pass is incomplete. Jackson had to run uh, to his left as a right-handed quarterback. Tough to do, and his intended yeah. receiver was Cooper Nicholson, and he threw it out of bounds. You're exactly right, Mark. If you're going to be a quarterback and, and run to your away from your throwing arm, that's a tough one to throw because you've got to get your hips squared up and try to release the ball, and, and he threw that one low and outside to him. All right, back deep for Valley as they'll send – Twin safeties back there. Kate Grevengood, who's their leading receiver, along with Danny Rankins, back deep around their own 25-yard line of Valley. Dowling will punt into the win. 2.43 remaining, first quarter, 7 nothing Valley. And here's Cole, gets the punt away, and a nice kick against the win. And it's fielded at the 20-yard line by the Tigers, and he's the hitting the ball, out. pops out again. Another fumble by Valley, and Dowling's got it. Inside the 25, the Maroons come up with it. You talk about two plays again, you know, short fields. Now the Maroons have to do something with a great hit in there. I can't, I couldn't tell if that was, looked like Blake Anderson. Yeah, we're going to have to check with uh, John on that one. And Johnny, what a big play on special teams for Dowling there. Yeah, it was Noah Seamer that, that Seamer. came out with it. Uh, I'm not sure who popped it out, but it's kind of like, uh, you know, the running back, uh, the, the return man, how they carry the ball. If it gets down there, it's not high and tight. It's easy for it to let loose and someone in there to, to kind of swipe at it and able to pop it out. So first down, Dowling. The line of scrimmage now has been established at the 24 Valley. Maroons with two receivers right, one to the left. They are using a tight end. Quarterback is Jackson Smolik. He fires it near side. The pass is caught for a short gain that time by Dowling Catholic's uh, Bo Gamble. Bo Gamble, or is that Carson Brown, caught the ball. Uh, Smolik? That, yeah, that Smolik, was, and now um, yeah. coming back in will be uh, Cataldi. Got to watch every yeah. play. We rotate quarterbacks, <laughs> yeah. and we're, Dowling rotates running backs. This Help us out. This is an announcer's nightmare right here. <laughs> and uh, quick five-yard play to Carson Brown. I know Carson Brown caught it. Okay. And so we had a five-yard, the uh, Maroons have a five-yard game. Brown on a four-yard call it four, second and six. And now here's Cataldi with it. He's running to his right and tries to – Slip outside the right tackle and finally corralled by the Valley defense. Again, a two inside to the 19-yard line. A, a called run for the quarterback there, Cataldo, is a sweep to the right side, to the wide side of the field, and uh, the Tigers were able to rally to it, and, it, and he had a lead blocker out there, and, and uh, Owen was able to squeeze out a couple yards. All right, Smolik back in at quarterback. Minute 30 remaining, game clock running, 7 to nothing Valley. Dowling with a third and five from the Valley 19. They'll come out with two receivers to the left. Man in motion on, on the right is Carson Brown. Smolik with one back in the backfield. Here's a snap. And Smolik fires it out to his left. The pass incomplete to Carson Brown. That'll bring up fourth down. And we may, say, we may see Diego Leon 
attempt the field goal. We'll see what Coach Wilson wants to do here. This will be about a 37-yard field goal, and uh, right at his range he's with kick, going kick, into a little bit of a win. He's made a 41-yarder this year. Yeah. But that play Valley had diagnosed pretty well, and even if Carson Brown would have caught it, he wouldn't have had enough for a first down. So, so this will be a 36-yard field goal, Matt. Dallin will have the ball. Line of scrimmage is the Valley 19. They'll spot it down at the 26. Jake English will hold. Carson Hagen will snap it. And Diego Leon, Leon rather, a high snap, and now Leon has it, and uh, he's going to have to fall down. Or are you going to? Valley just corrals him about the 28-yard line and yeah. tackles him there. Bad snap or a bad hold by English, and it'll result in a turnover by Dowling on downs. You know, you, you think about Garo, your premium. Now, most of our, yeah. most of <laughs> our people will not remember that, but, you know, he's trying to throw the football there. Leon had a moment where he thought, maybe I can get to the outside, uh, but then the defense rallied to him, and he had nowhere to go. So Dowling will... Turnabout's fair play. Everybody, each team has a turnover. I don't know if you call that a turnover on fourth down. The Maroons just uh, turn the ball over on downs, if you will, but yeah. Valley with the first down. Two special teams breakdowns there. You know, I don't know if the snap, you know, the snap came out a little high uh, to English and not able to put it down and, and right into Leon's hands, and now Valley is in, in got some momentum going their way again. Yep. First down Valley at their own 28-yard line. They'll come out with two receivers left. One to the right, Reardon lined up on the right, and a little jet sweep. The uh, the give is to Price, and Aiden tries to get outside the numbers. He does, and finally tackle out of bounds right below us. Uh, and a gain for a short game. Let's go down to John Scheidel, and a tough break for the Dowling offense and special teams that time, Johnny. Yeah, ever since the first drive up until the turnover, it seems like the offense has been out of sync, and it's just uh, uh, not really in rhythm. And I think a lot has to do with that, with the receivers and Jackson being new as quarterback and getting that rhythm and, and, and timing, per se, and then the, the special team uh, breakdowns. It's they, Dowling has to take advantage of the turnovers. All right, it is second and four for Valley on Price on a six-yard run, and now they give it to Danny Rankins, and he tries to get outside, angling for the Dowling sideline. He's got the first down, and he tiptoes along that sideline and picks up first down yardage, spotted down right around the 46-yard line of uh, Valley, so a 12-yard gain. And he just kept bouncing like a pinball, Rankin did, as he had head, head, head to the sideline there and to the wide side of the field. And, and the Maroons kept hitting him, and you've got to get both arms around him. He's a very good runner, that senior running back, 5'9", 180. He's got great feed, and he's tough to bring down, as, as the Maroons found out on that play. So first down, Valley. Line of scrimmage is their own 46-yard line, 50, 51 seconds remaining here in the first quarter. Back to throw as Mason Morrow fires it over the middle. Pass is caught. That is Grevengood with his first catch of the night, and he takes the ball down to the Dowling 42-yard line. And Morrow threw that ball on a line to Grevengood, and, and uh, they found a, a little bit of a soft spot in the maroon defense right behind the linebackers as they step up in that run action, and then uh, Grevengood's able to slip behind them right down the center of the field mm-hmm. in that seam, and they've hit that twice now. Grevin Good with a gain of 12 gives Valley a first down at the Dowling 42-yard line. Seven to nothing Tigers. We're in the final 25 seconds of the first quarter. Valley going left to right. They have the wind at their back. About a five to ten mile an hour wind tonight out of the north northwest. So now here's a toss play right side. That's Rankin. He's got some room down the near sideline inside the 20, and he's finally run out of bounds. 
at the 11-yard line. We Touchdown a, saving tackle by Kellen Shimon. We got a flag on the field at about the 37, so likely going to be a hold or a block in the back somewhere back here. Spotting down right about the 10-yard line, so the gain of 32 could be wiped out here, Matt. Let's go yeah. down to the Dowling sideline where they initiate the penalty. It will be against Valley. John Chido, come on in. I was going to say that Valley got that edge awful easy there, so uh, that's where the, the penalty came from there. It was on uh, uh, I think the, the uh, offensive tackle for Valley. Uh, Rankin's able to get to that edge with his speed. You can't allow that. And what Dowling wants to do, they, they defensively they want to spill everything in the sideline and kind of stretch everything out. And when they're not, unable to do that, big plays happen. And obviously Rankins has a lot to do with that with his speed. Yeah, he certainly does. When he gets to the edge, he's gone. And their other back, who we haven't seen yet too much, uh, Deion Hutch, number eight. So you have eight and nine in the backfield for Valley at times. Now here's the snap. Morrow out of the shotgun. He'll run the read option. And the give is to the uh, tailback that time. That's Deion Hutch. You just speak of both of them. And as uh, Rankin goes out for a play, Hutch comes in, and he slides his way down to the 45 of Dowling again at two. Get it two and good play there for the Maroons as uh, I believe it was Adam Townsend scraped off the side there and as Pettis crashed and got the, and got the tackle and the end of the quarter. We've come to the end of the first quarter, as Matt mentioned, the score. Valley 7, Dowling nothing, along with Matt Mandring. I'm Mark Amadale, John Scheid on the Dowling sideline, back with the second quarter from Valley Stadium after these messages here on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. It's the Iowa Catholic Radio It can be easy to forget about the dignity of another when we disagree with their ideas or actions. We start to focus on the things that make us different, and the thoughts start to divide us. Before we reach the conclusion of those thoughts, we must pause and remind ourselves that person with a different idea or lifestyle has great dignity. The next time you find yourself ready to go toe-to-toe with someone, remember that they have dignity and deserve respect, even when we disagree. Listener-supported Iowa Catholic Radio, 1150 AM KWKY, Des Moines, 94.5 FM K233BT, Des Moines, 88.5 FM KIHS, Adel, 90.9 FM KLOX, Creston. And welcome back to Valley Stadium here on a Cool, brisk night of week eight of the high school football season. Mark Amadell alongside Matt Mandering. We've come to the end of the first quarter. Valley leading 7 nothing. And Matt, uh, some thoughts from you after we had a little bit of time here. I don't know if it's because we have all the media here tonight, but we'll take the extended quarter break. Uh, your thoughts so far? What an action-packed first quarter. A lot of scoring, a lot of, a lot of turnovers. A lot of turnovers, the ball moving up and down the field. And, you know, both teams' offenses are, are, were on the field about the same amount of times. And, again, Mistakes by the Maroons led to uh, the Valley Tigers getting good field position and going down and scoring. Although they were able to create that turnover, right? You know, the the nearly blocked punt going out of bounds at twelve sets Valley up for the score. All right, John Shadow, you heard some of that. Uh, your thoughts on this first uh, end of the first quarter? We had a lot of things happen. Well, uh, Matt mentioned it in, in pregame. Is is we knew Valley's offense going to be explosive, and they like the big plays and. They're utilizing Reardon in space, and, and, and Drevin Good's been, been able to, to have some nice catches as well. But he's, he's, he's a tough mismatch, especially on those linebackers underneath the safety. Uh, Matthew Hanton has came in for safety, I noticed, uh, for Dowling, so I think uh, Blake Anderson a little bit banged up. So uh, you have a little bit of inexperience there, but Matt, Matt is a, t- a tough kid, and as the game goes on, he'll, he'll, he'll feel more comfortable in, in, in playing that. 
Dowling has had two opportunities to take advantage of turnovers and are unable to do that. And we kind of saw that in, in the Southeast Polk game and a couple other games is, is being able to take advantage of turnovers and completing drives. And Valley w- had, had that opportunity and with, the, with the miscue on the punt from the 12-yard line. One play later, they're in for seven. So. All right, we appreciate that update, John, as we're about ready to start the second quarter. Or the sec- yeah, the second quarter, Valley with the second and 13. Up front for Dowling on defense, Jalen Pettis, Cody Hykus, Chase Patton, and Owen Weber. Now running with the football as the quarterback, Morrow. Mason keeps the football, stops the Dowling 35, and finally run out of bounds. He'll gain 10, but he'll be three yards shy of the first down, Matt. Dowling had two guys. They had blocked the offensive lineman for Valley, maintained their blocks on the on the rushers. And Morrow was able to squeeze through that then there was nobody there. And, uh, you know, he's not a running threat normally, so you're not going to put a spy on him. And he had a lot of green grass to, to run and, and get the 10 yards. Uh, as mentioned, the uh, Dowling defense, we mentioned Chase Patton and Owen Weber. Those are the front four linebackers, uh, Kellen Shimon, Adam Townsend, Joe Hughes, and Noah Seamer. Cornerbacks Joe Reed and Jake Anderson and Blake Anderson at safety. But uh, as Johnny mentioned, Matt Hanton playing safety for now. Now a penalty. On the play, and it looks like it's go might go against Dowling for being offside. Yeah, the little jump there, Chase Patton on the jump. So that penalty is assessed against Dowling, and that'll change the line of scrimmage to the Dowling 30-yard line, and a first down by penalty for the Valley Tigers. First and ten from the Dowling 30. And for Dowling, you know, again. They haven't shown that enough consistency on offense all season long to overcome these types of errors. You know, a third and short and given given Valley a freebie because um, you can't get down two touchdowns against this team. All right, here's Morrow on the read option, looking over the middle of the pass, is caught in traffic, and with it down to the five-yard line is the receiver, Cade Grevengood, and he threw that in traffic, and as you mentioned earlier, uh, quarterback Mason Morrow for Valley, a rifle shot right over the middle. It was a rifle shot over the middle. Great throw, and Kellen Shimon on the play there for the Maroons, right a step off and, and makes the tackle right away, but it's a big play for Valley, and down to the five they are. A 25-yard reception that time by Valley's uh, Grevengood. Case, Cade Grevengood, a six foot 175-pound senior, gives Valley first and goal at the Dowling five. Tigers now in a bunch formation to the right. And now we've got penalty flags again. They're going to get Dowling for jumping the count, I believe. We'll see what uh, Dave Rittman, our referee, has to say from his crew. Try to pick up it on the mic. Penalty against Dowling. I think they got Carson Hagen for being offside. Hagan, so it's half a distance to the goal inside the five-yard line, and the ball is now at the three. So it'll be first and goal from the three for the Valley Tigers. They'll go with a pistol formation. Here's a toss play right side. Rankin, he bowls his way in the end zone. Touchdown. He went right through Adam Townsend. Touchdown Valley and Danny Rankins. Danny Rankins caught the ball on that toss play and planted his foot, and he was a speeding bullet straight forward. And he was not going to be denied the end zone. Townsend met him at about the half-yard line, and Rankin tumbles into the end zone for the score. So with 11.04 remaining here in the second quarter, it's Valley out to a 13-0 lead pending the extra point on a drive that started at the uh, Valley 28. And now the extra point. 
by Dawson Stein is up and good. 14 to nothing. Valley leads Dowling. We'll be back after these messages here on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. Thank you, Ashworth Vision Clinic, for underwriting Dowling Catholic Sports 365 on Iowa Catholic Radio. Ashworth Vision Clinic online at ashworthvision.com. Ashworth Vision Clinic, 515-440-4610. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Construction Professionals. Construction Professionals does remodeling and new construction. Construction Professionals is a Catholic family business built on a strong foundation. cpcustomhomes.com. Thank you, Construction Professionals, for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Dental Associates, addressing your smile needs and dreams. 515-225-6742. Des Moines-DentalAssociates.com. Thank you, Dental Associates, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Kemen, a global ingredient manufacturer using science to transform the quality of life for 80% of the world with their products and services. Kemen, using science to transform the world. Kemen.com. Thank you, Kemen, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. And we're back here at Valley Stadium. Here's a kickoff by Rankins, and this one will also go in the end zone. Boy, he's got a leg on him. Touchback. And it'll be first and 10, Dowling from their own 20-yard line as uh, Valley goes eight plays, 72 yards, capped off by a Danny Rankin's three-yard run for Valley's second touchdown. The Tigers lead it 14 to nothing. Just 11 minutes remaining here in the second quarter. Let's go down to the Dowling sideline. That's where John Chido was at. And, Johnny, on that last drive, Valley capitalizing on two offside penalties by the Maroons. Yeah, and those are big times. And the, I want to go back to Jalen Pettis had uh, Mason Morrow in the backfield for a big loss, and, and, and he did, wasn't able to break down and make that play, and that, that kind of continued that drive on to the end zone. Yeah, it certainly did. And now uh, Adam Townsend in at tailback, and he carries the ball, and he may have gotten a yard, and he did up to 21. Things are getting a little tougher down there, Dowling. A first down from their own 20. It'll be second and nine from the 21 for the Maroons. Yeah, it looked like uh, Drew uh, Drew Conklin in there on the stop, along with Drew Henderson in there and and uh, for the Valley defense. So Dowling with second and nine. They'll split out three receivers to the left. Maroons are going left to right, north to south. They have the win at their back here in the second quarter, but trail 14 to nothing. Long count by Smolik, and now inside handoff to Townsend. He goes to the right side, and he's up near a first down. They're in that little uh, load one side and then run to the weak side, and the weak side was the right side, and he got a nice block out there, did Townsend from Dowling's right tackle, George Nahas, and got it up to the 39-yard line, 29-yard line, excuse me. Just a yard short, and uh, looked like Max Barr on the stop for the Tigers. Uh, He hit that crease in there, Townsend did, and was able to explode through it and make it a third and short. So gain of eight on by Townsend. Third and one for the Maroons. And here's Smolik. They give us to Townsend again. He gets outside the right, left tackle. On his feet at the 40, tripped up at the 45-yard line. He was one step away from breaking in the open field. He was. He got, just a, he got hit just off balance at about the 40. He stumbles ahead to the 45, and there was only one guy to beat after that. Great run by Adam. Everybody was clogged up inside. He bounces that out to the outside. And uh, and tightened, then got vertical and got the first down. 15-yard run for the Dowling linebacker, now playing running back. Senior captain Adam Townsend with a 15-yard run. First down, Dowling at their own 44. Quarterback is Jackson Smolik. As the Maroons have rotated quarterbacks tonight. Three receivers to the left, and he does a check with me. Handoff right side. They're going to turn the corner. Townsend again using his quick feet, and he gets across midfield, brought down at the Tiger 48. Again, Max Barr on the stop for the Tigers is – 
as uh, Blake Anderson or Adam Townsend got around the corner, exploded upfield, and, and got a nice gain on the short side of the field. Again, run to that short side, and uh, nice gain. It certainly was. And now the Maroons in business, and that is the uh, four straight run play for Dowling. The Maroons now doing a check with me with their uh, sideline is Carson Brown and Cooper Nicholson split out wide left. One receiver to the right, and that's uh, at the bottom of the screen if you're watching it on TV. Handoff right up the gut, and they're going to bring back in a tailback. That is C.J. Phillip. And he kept that pile moving. The pile just kept moving. That offensive line kept churning. As you see, as you see in that Dowling offensive line do it, and C.J. Phillip gets a nice gain out of that for a first down. Yep, they'll spot him down at the 42, and uh, C.J. relieves uh, Adam Townsend. And... Picks up the first down at the Valley, 42-yard line. Phillip, a six-yard run. They had Bliss at the bottom of the uh, screen split out. Now the Maroons with a different personnel. Three receivers left, one to the right. Smolik out of the shotgun and the inside handoff. And this is, what, over the middle? And they found a Cooper Nicholson. Great play action fake. He he fooled me. I thought Nicholson had it, or rather. uh, Drew Winget. It was uh, Winget with the catch. Yeah, Winget with the catch. And he came down and a nice play there for Jackson Smolik. Nice throw. Hit him in stride. And Cataldo's back in the game. Yeah, they bring in Dante in as uh, the ball gets down to the 29-yard line. So a 13-yard reception by the Dowling tight end, Winget. And now Cataldo on the read option gives it to C.J. Phillips, spins out of a tackle, and he's finally brought down inside the 25 to the 24, a gain of five. What Cataldo gives you right there is the threat of the run, and and, and he handed it off to C.J. Phillips and then ran upfield like he had the ball, froze the linebacker, which created a crease for C.J. to go out and get those six yards. Nice play for the Maroons. Yeah, the play that went to Winget that the tight end caught for Dowling, I thought C.J. had it. That's how well <laughs> Smolik did uh, reading it. Now Cataldo in at quarterback. It's second and four from the 23, a quick pass near side. It's caught. That's Cooper Nicholson with the catch. And inside the 20 down to the 16-yard line, a gain of eight. That was Smolik at quarterback, and he threw it out there. And uh, we, we have to... They should they should tell us when they're, <laughs> they're rotating not, them know in. No better than that. I, I know it. I know it. <laughs> the reception goes for eight yards, and it'll bring up a first down for Dowling at the 16 of this, Valley. Yeah, this is one of the best drives we've seen this offense do all year, and now they have to sit there and cash it in in this red zone area. All right, first down Dowling from the Valley 16. Smolik and the fake, and the give is to the tailback, and crashing his way down to the 12-yard line. Is that C.J. or I is it Mr. Think was Cam? Cam Middleton. Yep, Cam yep. back here. So this is the third back used in this drive that started back at their own 20. Two quarterbacks, three running backs, and a couple fullbacks. And a partridge in a pear tree. Nightmare <laughs> for the announcers. Yeah. Nightmare. Yeah. Keep watching, Coach. <laughs> Second and six, Dowling. Line of scrimmage is the 12-yard line. Cam Middleton to pick up a four. Now Middleton a pass. Caught by Cooper Nicholson. He's got the first down inside the five and wanted more. And tried to spin out of a tackle and brought down at the four-yard line of Valley a gain of eight. He did. He sidestepped Chase Hutchison, caught the ball, sidestepped Chase Hutchison, and then uh, made a cut back, and Chase was able to get back up and tackle him before he got to the end zone. And so the ball inside the five, red zone time for the Maroons. And the Maroons are in the Bows of the Forest red zone, 515-244 rows. And now a timeout called by... We'll see. I, I think 
called timeout. Timeout uh, Valley. Valley. So we'll take a one-minute break with 6-11 remaining. Second quarter, 14 to nothing. Valley leads Dowling. When we return, be first and goal Dowling on the Valley 4 here on Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Mercy One, your expert circle of personalized care for all your health needs. With more care locations than anyone, your best life is their one purpose. Find your doctor at mercyone.org. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Skeffington's Formal Wear. In business since 1951, with locations in Des Moines, West Des Moines, Davenport, Coralville, and Ankeny. Skeffington's Formal Wear, fitting you for life celebrations. Online at skeffingtons.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by CTO. What great news for donors to the Catholic Tuition Organization. You now receive 75%, yes, 75% of your donation back in Iowa tax credits beginning January 1st of this year. Your support has helped thousands of students attend our Catholic schools. Best gift ever. Online, ctoiowa.org. At CTO, the bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. Smolik, oh, Jackson. Hey, welcome back to Valley Stadium as we come back from commercial Dowling on a first and goal from the four. Smolik on the read option keeps the football and is tackled in the backfield, and he'll lose a few back to the uh, 11-yard line. Loss of seven, more than a few. Yeah, there might have been a little rust in there and, and mixed up on the read, and, and uh, but, it, you know, they got second down, they got, Two plays, three plays left here to get in the end zone. So we'll see what happens here for the Maroons. All right, so it'll bring up second and goal, Dowling, from the Valley 11. 14 to nothing, Valley, five and a half minutes remaining. Smolik, deep drop, fires in the end zone, has a man open, but he overthrew him. Actually, uh, led him too far, and that was Cooper Nicholson, who ran like a corner route, and he had the corner beat, but Smolik just led him a little too far. Led him a little bit too far. Great protection by the offensive line there. They kept an extra guy in and, and gave Smolik time and let the receivers run their routes. And and uh, he turned it loose and, and just a bit outside for Nicholson. Well, this will be the 13th play of this drive for Dowling. It started back at their own 20-yard line. Three receivers right. Smolik back to throw. Looking in the end zone. Fires in the end zone. He overthrew everybody. Incomplete. Cooper Nicholson was the intended receiver as he threw it to the far pylon. It'll bring up fourth down and the punting, or the field goal unit coming in. Yeah, you know, if you were on the four-yard, the sack really took him out of a position to maybe go for it on fourth down. Right. It took him out of a run, you know, took him out of the run game a little bit. And so now you bring in Leon and, and you want to put the points on the board. So English will hold, and the ball will be spotted at the 18-yard line. This will make it a 28-yard field goal attempt from right between the hashes by Diego Leon. Carson Hagen will snap. Last time it was a high snap that uh, Maroons couldn't do. Ball's down. Kick is up. It's long enough, and it is good. So Diego Leon remains perfect with his field goal. Six for six on the year. With a 28-yarder and Dowling on the board, it's 14 to three. Valley leads Dowling. 5:18 remaining in the first half. Back in one minute here on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. Iowa Catholic Radio is now available on your smart speaker. Step one: say Alexa, enable the Iowa Catholic Radio skill, or enable it through your Alexa app. Step two: say Alexa, open Iowa Catholic Radio. Now enjoy listening to Iowa Catholic Radio through your smart speaker. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by Northwest Bank. Commitment you can bank on. Northwest Bank is a community bank serving Iowa and Nebraska. NW.BANK. Thank you, Northwest Bank, for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. 
Did you know you have a choice in your child's education? Smaller class sizes, dedicated teachers, a sense of community, and a caring learning environment. Whether it's in the classroom or at home, Diocese of Des Moines Catholic Schools deliver the best value in education, and we offer tuition assistance to help you afford it. Learn more about how the Catholic schools in the Des Moines Diocese might be the right choice for your child. Visit dmdiocese.org schools. And we're back here at Valley Stadium awaiting the Dowling kickoff as Diego Leon set the kickoff for Dowling. It's 14-3. The Maroons go 11, 14 plays, 80 yards. Here's a short kickoff fielded at the 25 by Valley. And getting some running room is one of the upbacks on that particular special teams. And he returns it across the 40-yard line. I believe that was a Greven good, if that, I'm not that mistaken. That was. And there's a flag on the sideline right here, so we'll see what happens if there was a block in the back to back this up a little bit further. All right, let's go down to our sideline reporter, John Chidal. Dowling, what a drive, Johnny. 14 plays that started back at their own 20-yard line, and they got a lot of yards with three running backs through the bulk of that drive. Yeah, and, and they're moving the ball well and efficient, and then right there. Be, be, okay, so personal foul on Valley there. But so they, Dowling was in a wildcat formation. Jalen Pettis in, in the backfield with, with C.J. Phillips going to, going to be the wildcat back well i could hear dowling wanted to snap the ball and and they didn't get the ball snap valley was able to call a timeout and then to be able to adjust jackson smollett comes in and, and then valley sent the house and set him back from the four yard line all the way back to the 14 yard line and then dowling couldn't get in the end zone had to settle for three but that is a positive booster to be able to finish that with some points on the board yeah, that's exactly right, Johnny. And, uh, Matt, you kind of alluded to that. It's like, you know, that sack took him out of the, you know, going for the touchdown instead of the field goal at that moment. Yeah. This is a big stand now for the defense here and trying to set some tone. All right, Morrow back to throw for Valley. Fires oh. it over the middle. The pass is incomplete. He threw it once again into a crowd. And Aiden Price was the intended receiver for the Tigers, and it was broken up. Yeah, Matt Hanton there. Am I right on that number, Manhattan? Yes, you are. And a sophomore came in there and uh, almost picked that off, stepped right in front of it as Morrow turned it loose. He is not fearful. He is he is ready to throw it in the smallest of windows, Morrow is. He throws a lot of confidence. He certainly does. Uh, we mentioned Mason Morrow. At least you did, Matt, in the pregame. He's 97 out of 160 pass attempts, four interceptions, 13 touchdowns, and over 1,170 yards on the year. So Morrow's not afraid to air it out. Hand off up the middle on the read option. to give us to Rankins again, Danny Rankins. Or check that, Deion Hutch in there. And Hutch carries across the 30-yard line for Valley, a gain of five. Someone got down around his ankles there finally, and Noah Seamer came and finished him off, and, and Rankin's running like a man on a mission tonight. He is running. Or that was, that was that, Hutch. That was Hutch. Yeah. And uh, fresh legs coming in, and, and nice run by him. Six-yard gain for Valley. Game clock at four minutes, 40 seconds. It's third and four Valley. They lead it 14-3 to three over Dowling Catholic in a top-ten matchup in Class 5A tonight. In week eight, third and four to Tigers from their own 31-yard line. Morrow out of the shotgun. On runs to play action. Back to throw. Sets up. Looks the field over. Fires over the middle. He's looking for a receiver. The pass is intercepted and incomplete. incomplete. It was handled by Dowlings. Uh, that was Jake Anderson who had it. And then as he fell over the pile, the ball popped out. And it bounced. I thought it was going to bounce right into the valleys. 
And who is that, number two coming back there? Is that Chase Hutchison coming back? And it is. It dropped right into his hands, almost thought it was going to be a completion, and now it puts up a, a punting situation for the Tigers. Yeah, Hutchison with uh, two receptions this year, one for a touchdown. So they don't throw to him a lot, but when they do, they try to make a count, and that would have been for a big play. And as you mentioned, it's third and four Valley from their own 31-yard line. Clock is stopped with 4.20 remaining. Yeah, they're not going to. And it'll bring up fourth and four. Yeah. Valley was really taking their time getting their punt team in there like they're uh, little, that's, little, that's little what, muddy coming that, in and out. That's what they do. They, yeah. they, they delay that. They just they don't want to show everything. And now twin safeties back for uh, Dowling Catholic, and that being Cooper Nicholson and Carson Brown awaiting the punt by Dawson Stein. And now Stein lifts it, and it's caught. Wait and now we've got a penalty flag down and stoppage of play. Yeah, this is going to cost the Maroons a first down. Uh, they had too many people, too many guys in the field. Two, four, six, eight, ten. Yeah, they had 12 guys out there. Well, to half, Southeast Polk. Oh, wait, 11. There is only 11. There's only 11 on the field. 13 to nothing, Southeast Polk leading here in the first half. They get this all There's only 11 out. on the field. There's 11 guys on the field. No one came off. There's only 11. And now oh, the yeah. penalty flag's all over, and somebody's upset, and that's Coach Wilson. Yeah. There's, they threw the flag because one of our players tried to run off the field like there was too many guys, and then he realized they counted, and then there wasn't. And then, so then, it, it, you know, there's, he right. threw the flag. He thought there was too many guys in the field, but he didn't count them. And there were only 11 guys. As you mentioned, that would give Valley a first down by a yard across the 35 to the 36-yard line. Let's see if we can pick up the microphone from Dave Rittman, the referee. So they pick up the flag against Coach Wilson. So they pick up the personal foul, too, and they are going to make him punt it. I've never seen that before. Well, that's a, I think they did a correctable error. And, of course, <laughs> yeah, now the referees, right. to their credit, Dave's a veteran official. and I, oh, I They res- gave him a sideline warning. Okay, so okay. they gave him a sideline well, warning, which take is that. take but, that. But yes. they had to sort it out and correct a wrong, and that's yes. what you're right. It was yeah. uh, Somehow they came up with too many men on the field. Nonetheless, Valley's going to punt back at the 30-yard line, so figure that one out, Matt. Yeah. Valley loses a yard out of this. It's fourth and four. Here's and the now, snap. What happened there? I think we got a timeout called. I think Coach Swenson wants to know what's going on. Right. He's wondering why they didn't call the 15-yard penalty on Coach Wilson for well, being out on the numbers. John Chato, you got uh, you got your ears on because they, now they've delayed this a little bit, Johnny. I I do, and and absolutely right. I mean, they got the right call there at the end because oh, there was moved. 11 guys on the field the whole entire time. So. Okay, they moved the ball up to the 31, which is where okay. it should have been. They moved it to the 32 far, so that's why the delay. So it's fourth and four Valley from their own 31. Stein in the punt, and he gets it away. It's a line drive, turns over a spiral, fielded by Dowling, and that is Blake Anderson at his own 34 and hit and drop right at the 34. The Valley punt coverage team on that. And first down Maroons from their own 34 with 4.07 remaining on the Valley punt. This is kind of fun. <laughs> it's Dowling Valley, man. It's Dowling Valley. And uh, what, a, what a couple of exchanges of plays. And, and to credit to the officials, they got it right. And the thing that, that Dowling did right there that saved them was they didn't allow anybody to run onto the field or run off to the field to make sure. And the sideline judge could see that. And so then 
they knew there was only 11 guys. Yeah, and that's why they have the walkie-talkies among the earpieces. They can talk on that. And now Dowling with the ball, and it's Cataldo with it as uh, Dante uh, fakes the handoff to Middleton and keeps the football, and he gets across the 35, and they fall forward to the 37, a gain of two. And Cataldo will go out, and Smolik will come in as Dowling will start to sit here and run the offense a little 347 left in the quarter and so in the but, half. But one timeout left one for time the One timeout left, yeah. yeah. So they got to kind of move along here as they, they're going to try and get some points on the board. Dowling had to burn two timeouts in that first quarter with personnel issues, and they got it fixed, but they only have one left. Valley has two timeouts left. It's second and eight Dowling from their own 37. As uh, Matt mentioned, Jackson Smolik in. The Maroons have run three quarterbacks and several running backs. There's a pass out in the flat. Caught by Carson Brown. He's got the first down and pushed out of bounds in Valley territory at the Tiger 48, Matt. He laid that one out there nice. Carson comes in. They have trips to the one side. Carson's lined up just over the outside tackle and then runs uh, what I would call probably about a 10-yard out right there. And and, uh, Smolik found him and nice laid it right into him. Carson Brown, big game. Gain of 15 yards and a Dowling first down. First down Maroons at the Valley 48. Two receivers at the bottom of the, uh, of the formation. And a handoff up the middle from Jackson Smolik to the Dowling tailback. And it's one of three. I know it's not Townsend in there. It's Cam Middleton. And it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell by the frame as he was running down the field there. He gets squared up. He's got that undeniable motion and uh, – those legs that just keep churning in that pile. Gain of four. Going to bring up second and six for the Maroons. They're going up tempo here. Two receivers right. And they hand it off to Middleton. He runs left. And he's still on his feet and pushes the pile forward. And finally run down. I'm going to spot his knee down at the 43 of Valley. Just a one-yard gain for Cam. Third and five. They, they uh, read option. Gives it to Cam Middleton. Cam slides off the left side. That time behind Batterton and Rockers. And uh, was able to to churn out a yard and makes it third and five. So Kyle Rockers, Cade Batterton, Ryan Badgenstoss, Gabe Carey, and George Nahas, offensive line for Dowling, along with Jalen Thompson and Drew Winget. And here's a snap. Smolik sets up in the pocket, and he tries to throw the out power, and it looked like the ball slipped out of his hands incomplete. I don't even think it was knocked down. I think it did slip out of his hands, and he had him on the out pattern and just lost the grip on the football. So bring it fourth and five for Dowling, and the punting unit will commence. So the Maroons' drive stalls out at the Valley 43. Cataldo, a two-yard run. Carson Brown, a 15-yard catch from Smolik. And then Middleton, a four-yard run, a one-yard run, and then an incomplete pass. And now Dowling with fourth and five from the Valley 43. And John Cole in to punt. And one safety back for Valley, and that might be Grevin good, and it is, and he feels it at the 10, and he's going to be, <laughs> well, about seven Dowling defenders yeah. down there as they blow it dead at the 10-yard yeah. lines. Uh, I don't know if I – where's the fair catch signal yeah, at? I don't know either. <laughs> he, was looking, he was looking for the officials blow the whistle. I mean, he had three guys on him, but he didn't go down. He wasn't going to go down, and they kept sending more Maroons at him, and uh, he was able to stand and take the, take the hit. So first down Valley, the ball's in the – their own 10-yard line. Let's go down to John Chido on the Dowling sideline. Johnny, we're getting close to the end of the first half. Yeah, you, you hoped that or you wanted Dowling to com- uh, convert that third down, and, and I think Jackson was looking at one receiver, and, and the receiver fell down, and instead of trying to take the hit, he threw the ball on the ground, uh, maybe trying to get a penalty or something there. But uh, 
What a big momentum change here we've seen in the first half, and, and, and it's just been an exciting experience down here. It certainly has, and uh, Valley now with Rankins on a little jet sweep action. They line him up as just outside the tackle, and they run him to the right side. Dowling only has one timeout left, so Valley's just going to run the ball, and just if they get tackled, so be it. It'll, they'll lose a yard, Matt, to be yeah. second and 11. The game clock running at 140. They can squeeze this down to about probably about 30 seconds left in the game clock by the time they run these next two plays, and, and Dowling would call timeout after third down. They'll run this down to zero or to one and snap the ball and, and uh, keep it in front of them. And an update score of uh, the uh, Ankeny Hawks leading 35 nothing at halftime as uh, they lead Waukee Northwest up at Waukee Northwest. That's a big score for Ankeny as they do it in there. Valley with the running play as they snap the ball to bring up third down as the ball carrier. Uh, believe that might have been Hutch in there. Deion Hutch gets it up to the 14-yard line for a gain of five. Yeah, and so they're going to run this down to about 30 seconds left, and, and they might have to punt with about 25 left. Now, the Maroons have to stop this third down run Well, first. They, have, they have to stop it so there's no first down and force a punt, and they'll call timeout. Yeah. Mark Amadale, Matt Mandering, John Chido tonight here on Iowa Catholic Radio. Brian Sweeney running the – is our studio producer. We want to thank him. Halftime, we'll catch up with uh, Jimmy Cataldo. He is a Dowling sophomore JV football coach. Had a chance to catch up with him earlier this week, and we'll play that. And we also will uh, visit with a guy who got a special mention last week. who's run the chains on the Dowling sidelines. We have a timeout called. We'll take one ourselves. It's Valley 14, Dowling 3 with 27 seconds remaining here in the first half. Back after these messages here on Iowa Catholic Radio. This is a Young Catholic Minute. Why can't priests get married? Did you know that an ordination shares a lot of similarity with a wedding? The rituals, the vows, even the speak now or forever hold your peace. Why all this similarity? Because he's getting married. His bride is the Catholic Church, and he promises his life to her, just as Christ, the true bridegroom, has done from all eternity. Now, yes, it is possible to have an earthly bride and a heavenly bride, but since the heavenly bride always has to come first... It can be really hard on even the saintliest earthly bride. That's why for the past thousand years, the church has echoed St. Paul's words when he said to early priests, An unmarried man is anxious about the things of the Lord, how he may please the Lord. But a married man is anxious about the things of the world, how he may please his wife, and he is divided. So why can't priests get married? Well, because they already are. For more, go to youtube.com slash youngcatholic. And we're back here at uh, Valley Stadium. Valley on a running play, keeping the clock moving, and 20 seconds left as that play went for no gain as they handed it off to, uh, I believe it was their uh, tailback that time. I think it was Deion Hutch, and Dowling stops the clock. We'll keep it here, 20 seconds remaining in the half, and Valley leading Dowling 14-3. to So, John Chattos, we go down to you on the Dowling sideline. The Maroons are getting an opportunity, and maybe via the punt return if uh, – Cooper Nicholson could break one here. That would be a big boost or at least get a good return. Yeah, absolutely. You have uh, one timeout left. You don't want to take it with you in the halftime. You want to force them to punt the football, and Dowling was able to utilize that last timeout and hopefully set up a good return for Cooper Nicholson and, and or maybe good field position to maybe get three points on the board from Diego Leon. So, so Dowling uh, had a miscue on a punt. You never know. 
uh, what could happen. And, and there's been a lot of, lot of, lot of uh, turnovers. Uh, you know, early on in the first half, a couple miscues, big miscues. Valley was able to take advantage of it. And um, hopefully Dallin can get something here, Mark. <laughs> 14 to 3 right now is our score. Mark Amadale, Matt Mandring, John Scheidel. Good to always hear from our listeners. He said, I've given the Southeast Polk score more than Dowling's. Apologize, Willie. I didn't mean to do that to you. The one and only Willie Farrell as Valley will punt from their own end zone. That'll be Dawson Stein standing on his goal line awaiting the snap from the receiver, who's Reed Shillib. Here's a low kick, returnable for Cooper if he can pick it up, and he can't. He can't field it. And it's going to roll inside the 35 of Dowling, and Valley's going to let it. Uh, they're going to blow it dead. They're there. going to blow it dead with seven seconds. So the Maroons will be first down oh, at their own flag, 35. There's a flag on the field. First down at the own 32-yard line with seven seconds remaining. But now you mentioned there's a flag back at the 30-yard line in Valley territory. One of this is about odd, odd place for the flag. So we'll see what happens here. I want to thank our supporters of Iowa Catholic Radio. For listeners like our own Willie Farrell, who uh, tunes in and listens, they include Dental Associates, our good friends at Kemen, Mercy One, the Catholic Tuition Organization, Skeffington's Formal Wear, and Northwest Bank. And see if we can pick up Dave Rittman. So they're going to issue the penalty against Dowling as holding on the return team. And Maroons will be backed up 10 more yards. So that'll put him back inside the 30-yard line. Makes the decision here pretty easy as they will likely come out and take a knee or run a play up the middle and go from there. But that moves the ball all the way back to the 22-yard line. And down 14-3, to three, you know, you'd like to try and do something, but you're not going to probably. So Maroons. And, and Valley will get the ball first, too, coming out of half. That's right. They deferred. So it'll be first and 10 Dowling from their own 22-yard line. Low snap, and uh, Smolik picks it up and gives it to C.J. Phillip, and he'll run up the 25-yard line for a gain of three, and that's how the half will end. Well, John Chida will catch up with uh, head coach Tom Wilson of Dowling Catholic. But what a first half has been. Turnovers, both teams forcing turnovers. Uh, Dowling with a has thrown an interception and, and coughed up the football, and Valley has uh, committed two fumbles. Right, uh, Dowling's recovered. Let's go down to John Chido on the Dowling sideline. Well, Coach, it's been a back-and-forth game here a little bit, and, and Valley was able to take uh, take advantage of some miscues uh, off the turnovers. Overall, your, your thoughts on the first half? Well, right now we're not playing well enough to win, and, and really it's in all phases, and we gave them a short field once, uh, a special teams issue starts with the snap, then the punt. Um, we just got to play better if we want to make a game of this. Well, Coach, best of luck in the second half. Thank you for your time. All right, John Chido catching up with uh, head coach uh, Tom Wilson. We'll try to get the first half numbers before we take our break. Again, it's halftime. Valley leading Dowling 14-3 to here on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. Uh, coming up at halftime, we'll be joined by Jimmy Cattaldo. He'll be one of our halftime guests. We'll also try to catch up with John Balducci, retiring as the head of the chain gang, been with it since 1990, and this is his farewell tour. He's going to go out with his grandson, Mikey McLean, who caught a touchdown pass yeah, last, week. last week. One of the sure. seniors on the Dowling team, 36 seniors that were recognized last week. So uh, we'll catch up with him, and uh, we're awaiting our stats from Coach Seifert. Did you hold the math department back? Is yeah. He uh, no. must still be calculating. They had the day off today, too, so uh, he'll, he'll find his way. 
couple scores. We had Urbandale up in Waukee late in the first half, 28-0. Ankeny over Northwest. Uh, Waukee Northwest 21-0. And uh, Southeast Polk over uh, Ankeny Centennial in the first half. That game is at Ankeny Centennial 13-0. All right, here it's 14-3. Uh, Valley with the lead over Dowling. We'll take a break. When we come back, we hope to uh, catch up with our halftime stats. If not, we'll go with our interview with Jimmy Cataldo and hope to catch up with John Balducci. Here at Valley Stadium, halftime, Valley 14, Dowling 3, here on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. This is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton Minute. Have you ever noticed what happens when people set out to destroy the church? They don't destroy the church, but they manage to wreck everything else. G.K. Chesterton says men who begin to fight the church for the sake of freedom and humanity, end up flinging away freedom and humanity if only they may fight the church. The secularists have not managed to destroy divine things, but they have destroyed secular things. Thanks to the war against the church, the world is a mess. We have more disorder, more distress, more discontent than ever before. And that's why we must defend the faith. By defending God's truth, we are defending all truth. By defending the church, we are saving the world. Want more than a minute? Chesterton.org. Listener-supported Iowa Catholic Radio. 11.50 a.m. KWKY, Des Moines. 94.5 FM, K233BT, Des Moines. 88.5 FM, KIHS, Adel. 90.9 FM, KLOX, Creston. And we're back here at uh, Valley Stadium. Mark Amadale alongside Matt Mandering. It's 14-3 uh, is our score. Valley with the lead here at halftime. And uh, thanks, Matt, for saving me there. Uh, Seaford's <laughs> iPad, I have no idea what the password was. Obviously, you broke the code. Well, I just you start <laughs> tapping buttons till something comes up. And it did. All right, let's take a look at the first half numbers. Valley with 146 yards of total offense. Dowling with 173. Maroons had 69 yards on the ground, 140. Four yards on the ground, uh, 104 yards on the ground for Dowling, 69 in the air, 173 yards for Dowling. For Valley, 52 yards rushing, 94 yards passing, 146 yards of total offense for the Tigers. Dowling was penalized three times for 20 yards. Valley twice for 20 yards. And first downs, Dowling with 11, Valley 7. Jackson Smolik was 7 out of 14 passing for 59 yards and one interception. Dante Cataldo was one for one passing for 10 yards. For Valley, Mason Morrow, six out of eight passing, 94 yards and one touchdown. Leading ground gainer for Dowling. The leading rusher was C.J. Phillip, nine carries, 58 yards. Adam Townsend, four carries for 32. And Cam Middleton, seven carries for 26 yards. Dante Cataldo, two carries for five yards. For Valley, Danny Rankins is their leading ball carrier. Six carries for 28 yards and a touchdown. Mason Morrow, one carry for 10 yards. And Deion Hutch, two carries for eight yards. Leading receiver for Dowling, Cooper Nicholson, four carries for 38 yards. Carson Brown, two catches for 17 yards. And Drew Winget, uh, two carries for 14 yards. For Valley, their leading receiver is Cade Grevengood. Cade with two catches for 36 yards. Eli Rarden, two carries or two catches for 26 yards. Reed Shub, uh, one catch for 20 yards. And Aiden Price, one catch for 12 yards. Again at halftime, Valley 14, Dowling 3. The Tigers with 146 yards of total offense in the first half and Dowling with 173 yards. Well, earlier this week I had a chance to catch up with the uh, Dowling Catholic head 
JV and sophomore coach, and that is uh, Jimmy Cataldo. And here's uh, that interview that I taped with Jimmy earlier this week. And welcome back to halftime. Mark Amadale now joined by the head sophomore football coach at Dallin Catholic is also the JV head coach, and that is uh, a good friend, Mr. Jim Cataldo. And, Jim, thanks for joining us. Hard to believe, 17 years here in the program, and now you have juniors and sophomores uh, you're coaching. Thanks for joining us. Uh, glad to be here. Uh, feels like I've been here all my life, but uh, 17 years goes pretty quick. What well, has? You know, you started, I think, your head freshman coach for a while, and then uh, you've been the head sophomore, which now is JV because they changed it around a little bit with district football. Started a few years ago where you were just coaching sophomores against your uh, uh, other teams, and now they've, they've added juniors, and that's that's a little bit different. You're coaching some kids that are uh, playing JV. The reason for it is so they get more time and prepare them for varsity. So uh, you've had that added to your plate. Yeah, you know, high school football has changed over the last uh, couple of years. Many schools, including ours, has gone to a three-level uh, system in which you know we have a freshman, a sophomore JV level, and then a varsity level, and that's kind of how everybody's rolling in, in in high school right now. But you know we had great numbers come out sophomore year or, or for this sophomore class, uh, close to 55 kids. So we're we're practicing as a sophomore group, we're playing as a sophomore group, and and on Mondays when we play, you know it's oftentimes we're playing up against uh, other schools' JV teams, which includes sophomore juniors. And a few seniors. Well, the, the development of the underclassmen, the eighth grade, the ninth grade, and obviously sophomore and JV is very important. That's you, you look at what Coach Wilson's done at Dowling, and you guys are a big part of it. You don't get a lot of recognition. That's why I had Coach Wilkins on earlier, and I got this guy named Chido on with me every Friday night in the sidelines. We talk about eighth grade, but it is very important. You know that. Yeah, you, you want a good feeder program, and you're part of that, you and your coaching staff, uh, Jimmy. You know, it, it, it's a good point. I mean, every class has started somewhere, and, you know, we started a lot of our kids into our system uh, in that 7th, eighth, 8th eighth grade year and continue to develop them as they go through their freshman, sophomore, and you're even seeing a lot of sophomore kids competing now. So a lot of what we're doing is, is very close to what the varsity uh, is doing uh, and having to do that because you never know at any given time, you know, a sophomore may be brought up or kids are starting uh, their varsity season as a sophomore. So... You know, the development uh, is, is critical in, in getting to kids getting kids to where they need to be uh, their, their, their senior year, and, and we feel like we're doing a pretty good job there. Yeah, no question. Vision with Jimmy Cataldo, the uh, sophomore JV head coach here at Dowling Catholic High School here at halftime, and coach 17 years at Dowling, and, and let's talk about this year's group. I mean, uh, some of these kids have played a lot of varsity, but some of them come down, might be rehabbing an injury, whatever, getting back into it. But uh, talk about this group, and I know – uh, you have one young man who is uh, eligible for to be a JV uh, uh, player, and that's your son Dante, who we've seen on the varsity. But uh, uh, you know he's got to play somewhere, and, uh, and and you and Coach Wilson kind of have that trait. You both you're, now you're coaching your son, and and Tom has coached both his sons, uh, will be coaching. Uh, talk about that little uh, intricacy. Going going home, and are you dad or are you coach? When, when does the conversation switch? You know that's that's a good question because you know I I don't know if if, if it ever really does because. <laughs> You know, I, I talk to Dante, and he and I have, have a great relationship. And, you know, we talk as a coach and as a dad. And, you know, it's, 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 it's a time when, you know, we have to, you know, separate the two. And, you know, I try to help him in any way I can uh, throughout the week and, and looking at film and, and, and helping him understand what he needs to do uh, when he gets the opportunity to make his team move. And uh, But, you know, we also have that special relationship where, where we're certainly doing things as, as a family and, 
But I certainly uh, enjoyed last year when he played down with us and, and certainly uh, had hoped we had the opportunity to do it this year. But certainly uh, he's doing a lot better things and, and uh, he's in a position that certainly he wants to be in and, and it's fun watching him. Well, it certainly is. And uh, your group now, I don't know how many of your kids have been up on varsity probably a time or two, and they're back down as Coach Wilson needs them. It's all about position and, and need. Uh, talk about some of this group. We'll start with your uh, your offense for the Dowling JV this year. You know, we have a really good group, as I mentioned. You know, over 50 kids uh, are participating in sophomores. And, uh, and, and, you know, we had as tough a schedule as the varsity's had. And so we've had our challenges. But it's interesting watching over the last few weeks these kids develop and, uh, and starting to really uh, come together. Uh, our quarterback is, is Jack Jepson. He's done uh, a, a great job in, in what he's doing. His development is continuing to rise over what he's done last year and even at the beginning of this year. Running backs, uh, we run a 2-3 running back system in Kiwi Fort. Uh, Trick Troyer has done a great job moving to running back position. Turner Fry has taken some snaps, and even Steve Hauschult. Um, you know, we have a really good uh, receiving core led by Hank Brown. Hank Brown's done some amazing things uh, at, at the split-out uh, position. Uh, he's going to be a kid that we're going to see over the next couple of years. Uh, you got Drew Brauk, of course, uh, at, at the receiver spot, and we have a good handful of, of, of tight ends that we've mixed through in Gabe Reinhardt, Shane Hillsman, uh, Charlie Darnell, and Andrew McDonough. Uh, but uh, we're, we're doing really, really well uh, up front. Uh, offensive line is led by our center, Max Shelton. Max done a, has done a tremendous job, has taken almost every uh, rep at, at, at center, uh, but we have certain some guys that are developing, and you know in a couple of years are going to be great players. Nate Agos, uh, Nate Rotherham, uh, Jake Slade, Oscar uh, Palio, to, to, to name a few. And coach, uh, the Dowling defense, JV sophomores, uh, you know that's that's kind of where you hang your head. You look what happens has happened this year. The defense has really carried the varsity in a lot of games until the offense caught up. That that's happened. But uh, your defense, some of the guys that uh, you've been coaching this year, that we may see here in the next few years. Sure. You know, the one thing about our defense is, I tell these guys after every game, win or lose, you know, we're not going to get out hit. I mean, these guys really come and 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 and, and hit uh, real hard. They, uh, they they tackle well. Uh, but uh, certainly led by uh, our linebacker crew, uh, Charlie Lorebeck. He's done a, a fantastic job this year developing into a inside linebacker. Gabe, Gabe Reinhardt has done fantastic as an outside linebacker. Uh, our corners, uh, Zeke Dolo, who's, who's been having some time up at the varsity level. Uh, Nick Frericks, of course. Uh, Andrew Schumacher has done a fantastic job in the defensive secondary. Uh, mentioned uh, Turner Fry already. Uh, but up front, uh, Tony Fatino's done a great job. And then our two ends, Riddick Metten, who's, who's came with us uh, this year, as well as uh, uh, Will Ringwalski, has done fantastic. Coach, you look at the Dowling varsity roster, and we see those sophomores kind of uh, in there. They've been brought up. I know he's added, Coach Wilson's added a couple players here. I think you mentioned one of them earlier. Uh, but uh, that's always interesting. Uh, the kids are going to, they're getting their reps at both places. How, how does that work out if you're a tweener? You're, you're needed on the varsity for practice, but yet they're playing for you on Mondays. You know, it's certainly a challenge. I mean, you know, we, we fill our roster because we're three levels. You know, we certainly want to get some varsity kids some, some game experience. So we'll bring a junior, uh, you know, three to four juniors down uh, to play in the JV game. And, and there is a challenge because they haven't played, you know, our system during the week and some of the adjustments we've made, even though we're playing the same team that week, uh, you know, some of the things we may be doing just a little bit different uh, is a challenge for those kids to get uh, to get up to speed. But, you know, those guys have come down. They're having a lot of fun, which that's important to us. Uh, that these kids get an opportunity to play in these games, have fun, but certainly have an impact and get some experience as they will need here in the, in the near-term future. 
Once again, visiting with Jimmy Cataldo. He's the sophomore JV coach at Dowling Catholic High School. Been in the program 17 years, six years as a freshman head coach, and 11 years as a sophomore and JV head coach. And uh, Jimmy, you know, g- got to ask you, you, you look at uh, all the kids that have come through, all the kids that sometimes they just skip your level. They go right from freshman to varsity. Uh, and, and, it, and Coach wouldn't do that unless there's a need for that. But uh, you have them in your program for a while, and then you kind of move them on up. It's got to be pretty pretty pleasant to see that, especially the success Dowling football's had. You know, it, it's, it's right. Uh, you know, when, when we see these kids, especially the sophomores who are playing up right now, would we love to have them part of our team? No doubt about it. But the ultimate goal is so these kids get an opportunity to play on Friday nights. Uh, and that's what we're doing everything here is just to help these guys achieve that goal of playing Friday nights. And some sophomores are ready to play earlier than others. But, uh, but ultimately, uh, these guys are getting opportunities and they're taking advantage of these opportunities and you're going to see a lot of our guys here in the near-term future uh, maybe over the playoffs certainly next year and, and, and by their senior year. Coach, uh, before I let you go, your coaching staff that you've had here at Dowling, especially this year, the JV uh, sophomore coaching staff, mention them. Oh gosh, I mean these, these guys have been guys that have been around for quite a while and, and we just have a great relationship. Todd Crandall's been here as long as, as any coach I know. Uh, Ray Metz, um, Zach uh, Nicholson, who's who's new to us. Jerry Seifert, who's a teacher here. Tommy Gall, uh, and uh, and and Coach uh, Mark Roaring. Well, that's a pretty good group. Some of them are head coaches. You got Roaring. I bet you talk a lot of baseball when you have some downtime. That's got to be interesting. But they do they do a great job, and it's a long season because you guys start probably when the varsity starts when you go to uh, Central Camp. You know, Coach Seifert, Coach Roaring are both baseball uh, varsity coaches, obviously. And they don't miss a beat. You think that they would be uh, need some time to, to to come down from their sport? They just roll right into our season, and uh, and they, they they impact these kids uh, about as good as anybody. Now, coach, I, I have a question I have to ask, kind of off the record here. Uh, you know, you're you're big into uh, peppers, and uh, I understand you you know how to now, Coach Hobbs, Mr. Hobbs, who uh, runs the concessions at Dowling, and a few others. Uh, you said that they go to you for peppers. What what advice can you give our listeners that are trying to grow peppers? So when I was young, I, I, I spent a lot of time with my grandfather going around picking. We, we, he had five different gardens he'd go and pick from, and, and I'd hold the bucket for him. And so I've been around this for quite some time. And, you know, during this COVID time and downtime, uh, you know, I ended up building a garden and, and uh, found a little, little honey hole where I could find some plants. And, and I ain't going to tell anybody where it's at, but my goodness, I, I, I think I planted 100 pepper plants that, at any given time, I'm pulling three to four hundred peppers at any given moment. Now, you said your grandfather took you around to five different uh, gardens. Were was were they his, or did he own them, or how did that all work out? <laughs> it was. I don't think these people knew we were there. We, we we snuck in the side gate, picked our peppers, walked out. I I I was always the driver, and he didn't stop and say didn't, didn't stop and want to say hello to the house we're at. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. I had to ask you that because I That's was. A true uh, story. And I, I, I believe it's a true story. Jimmy, anybody else you want to give a shout out to? I know you got family listening and family in Norwalk, and of course uh, yeah. uh, the Cataldo side. Uh, give a shout out before we let you go. You know, certainly, uh, you know, my father in law and, and mother in law, Tony uh, Palmer and Judy Palmer, aren't able to, to make the games, but they listen in. And uh, like you said, all the people in, uh, in Norwalk, and of course, uh, my brother Bobby's living out in Cedar Rapids, and he listens in every Friday now. So. Um, yeah, those, those those people are great supporters of, of me and, and everybody that, that, that I'm with, including my son, and, and it's just been a great, great uh, uh, opportunity for all of us. You forgot the two women in your life, Mia and your wife, Jenny. Yeah, you know, that's, that's true. You know, my daughters are, uh, 
my daughters are at, at school, and you know they only call me when they need money. But uh, so that's kind of why. But Mia uh, and Anna are, are, are both over in Iowa City, and and of course Jenny is is at every game and and rooting on on uh, our program, uh, like she has 17 years ago. Jimmy, thanks for all you do. Thanks for being part of the Dowling program, and thanks for visiting with us at halftime. I, I appreciate you having me, and, uh, and we're looking forward to a great uh, end of the season, hopefully uh, playoffs. All right, comments from uh, Dowling uh, JV and sophomore head football coach uh, Jim Cataldo, who's up here in the booth on, uh, on game nights. Uh, that's part of his repertoire. Matt, uh, if you know we're ever involved with Peppers, I got a yeah. guy. I know a guy. <laughs> I know a guy. We're going to take a break. Halftime, Valley 14, Dowling 3. We come back, Mr. John Balducci, retiring after, well, since 1990 on the chain gang. He's down the sidelines with John Chida, and we'll go down to uh, Mr. Balducci after this break here on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. 60 Seconds with Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen. Peace be to you. Now there actually is such a thing in the world as authoritarianism. It is communism. What is the essence of authoritarianism? Well, I would say it was threefold. First, it subjects the mind to dogmas. Two, it makes fear the basis of obedience. Three, it destroys freedom of thought. Now, the church has none of these qualities. It could not have them. Because remember that our blessed Lord lived in the midst of authoritarianism. The people among whom he moved were under the power of the Romans. Furthermore, all of the Pharisees were authoritarian. So when, therefore, our blessed Lord founded his church, naturally, he made it a bulwark against all forms of authoritarianism. The people you know and trust are on EWTN. And welcome back to Halftime here at Valley Stadium alongside Matt Mandring. I'm Mark Amadale. Down the sideline is John Chidle. But first, a special guest that we brought in tonight as he's retiring since 1990, part of the chain game at Dowling. And his wife just got inducted into the Dowling Catholic Athletic Hall of Fame. And that is none other than Mr. John Balducci. And, John, thanks for joining us and welcome to the program. Mark, thanks for having me. It's good to be here. Thanks for all you do, John. This has been a long ride. You know, 1990, you started out, and this year you're going to go out with uh, your grandson, Mikey McLean, who, by the way, caught a touchdown pass from my previous guest son, Dante Cataldo. Absolutely. I really enjoyed it last uh, Friday night. I was about four feet from him when he caught the ball, and uh, internally I was cheering all the way. (laughs) But you still managed to put the clip in the right spot, which is part of the chain game. Absolutely, because we're a very neutral crew, even though deep down in our hearts we're cheering inside. Absolutely. Well, John, you've done this since 1990. I know the late Lonnie Severino was part of the chain gang and Tommy Alessio, and I can go on and on. But, uh, John, you have just started out being on the sidelines, then they asked you to help out, and now you coordinate everything. It's been a long run. Great run. Just like you said, Mark, uh, back in 1990, I started just as a sub, and then uh, full-time in 91, and then uh, I think about 93, uh, basically uh, a lot of the guys retired, so I I took over as a coordinator and uh, brought in the original group was uh, Jack Eaton, uh, it was uh, Dave Leo and Tony Lemo, and then uh, Kevin Morris uh, came in as a sub in 96, and uh, full-time around the 2000 time frame. And uh, Kevin Morris is taking my place as the coordinator, and uh, he'll, he'll do an outstanding job. 
Well, you've done an outstanding job for years, uh, John, through all kinds of weather uh, conditions. And now we've got field turf, which made some of those conditions improve. And yet sometimes the chain gang's not needed because they can eyeball the field. Unlike some of the coaches that I know that are up next to me, they couldn't line the field correctly. So uh, there's less uh, measurements, so to speak, John. Now, that's absolutely right. When we were at the Old Valley Stadium of the grass field, uh, we really had to work for our pay. And uh, uh, we were out and marking, and uh, they were checking us out on the field probably three different times a game where we had to go out to the field for measurements. Now, as you said, as this so well, we're just basically uh, viewers, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, certainly. Well, John, you're probably one of the best dress crews out there because you go to some of the games and. You know the, the the chain gang. They have the orange vests on. They're in their jeans and stuff. Not you guys. You have not one uniform, but three. I've been told. Is that yeah, correct? Yeah, that's right. Well, see, back in around uh, 1999, we started with the uniform. I we just figured that uh, we're supposed to be professionally uh, acting down here and doing our job. So I I thought that we would add a little class and uh, look professional because we are indeed part of the officiating team. So I thought since we're part of the team, why not wear our uniforms, you know? Sure. And, uh, John, talk about some of the memories maybe you've had on the field. Now, I know you have one this year that you were involved with, and that was, uh, well, you, you got in some collateral damage with a play against Waukee Northwest, and you got taken out, and I think uh, that Cataldo guy was a uh, – part of it but uh, you had some players land on you and that was a, a lucky break for you yeah it really was uh bless his heart i was trying to block for him but kind of missed the block <laughs> so uh i i got taken up but i it's all good i'm good uh that's yeah that's part of the game but i will say in all of the uh 32 years that i've been doing this that's, that's the first time and hopefully the last time that that's going to happen uh but uh you know it came out okay so absolutely well we're glad you're okay out of that now john last question you know they've they've come to the modern age you've kind of you know uh you brought in an extra uh, uh chain gang guy to be on the one the other sideline so both sidelines are covered but now they got this digital thing i've never seen this digital thing during the dowling game you got any word on that yes i do uh i am <laughs> i'm going to uh insist that uh dowling catholic high school with our football games that we have the digital and I'm going to lobby for that next year. And uh, I'm going to be, be behind the scenes instead of on the field. <laughs> We're talking we about like the digital that. down marker, Mr. Maindring. Yeah, I like that. We just talked to the administrator about that, John. It got taken care of. Yeah, absolutely. Well, listen, I know we're going to start the second half. Thanks all for right. all you do. Thanks for keeping those guys in line, including my sideline guy, John Chido, and that other guy, Darren Morasco. Thanks for <laughs> keeping them in line, John. Well, thank you very much. Enjoy the ride. Like I keep telling people. It's the best seat in the house. Yes, yeah. it is. Thank you, John. Thanks again. John Balducci retiring on the Dowling Chain Gang since 1990. Now we're underway, second half, and the ball is fielded oh. by Grevin Good, and he's loose down the near sideline and finally run out of bounds by the kicker, Diego Leon, at about the 45-yard line of Valley. He had a nice return that time he on a did. short position. Uh, it's a kind of a strategic thing. Dowling will not kick it in the end zone. If they can't, they try to find a soft spot, and that time, uh, Grevin Good really made him pay. Yeah, we, <laughs> at Sheldon, we always used to squib it. I figured if we couldn't get it in the end zone, I didn't want to run the risk of a of a run back either. And this is pretty much the same theory here. Although the Dowling Frontier 
the frontier of guys lost contain and enabled, enabled them to get up the sideline for a big game. So it's 14-3 to three our score. We start the second half. Valley with the football. They go right to left as the Tigers with the lead. And they'll run the read option and wrapped up immediately in the backfield. <laughs> well read that time as the tailback, I believe, was Rankins. And he lost a yard, maybe two. Jalen Pettis. I believe it was the way they started the game. It started the game. The first play, Jalen Pettis gets a 10-yard tackle for a loss for 10 yards. Here he gets a tackle for a loss for two, two more yards. I'm going to bring up second 11 for Valley. I want to thank uh, Jimmy Cataldo and John Balducci, our halftime guests tonight here at Valley Stadium, as uh, the Tigers lead Dallas here in the, uh, through the first half and Valley's first possession and second uh, possession uh, second snap of the second half. Back to throw is Morrow. Oh, it's intercepted off. by guess who? Adam Townsend. He may go. He's got the quarterback to beat. Down the oh, near sideline. Touchdown! Adam Townsend on a pick six from 50 yards. Jalen Pettis laid out Morrow. At the, he was the last guy. Pettis cleared it. No flags on the field. Great block. Great pick. Adam Townsend steps in front of it, touchdown. John Chido, before we go to extra point, that's film study right there. Adam picked up something from his linebacker spot on that out pattern. Actually, it's Joe Reed. So Joe Reed. Yeah, Joe Reed's playing. They're playing cover, too, and, and, and it's disguising the coverage. So Valley probably thought he was going to roll or drop out of that coverage, and, and he disguised it well and sat in that zone right where that out route was going and read it all the way. He certainly did. Diego Leone in for the extra point, the ball down, the kick. Is up and good, and it's now 14-10 Valley with the lead over Dowling, but the Maroons are knocking on the board with 11.06 remaining here in the third quarter. Back with uh, more after these messages here on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. I know of a guy who had aggressive stage 4 cancer, and the prognosis was not good. He actually threw a going-away party and said goodbye to his friends and family. But through the journey of cancer, he did a lot of reflection about his life and about the people he needed to forgive. And after a long process of letting all his resentments go, his cancer went away. The priest he was working with said, yep, I've seen that happen many times before. Now, I'm not saying if you think positive thoughts, all your diseases will go away, and you'll never get cancer, and you'll never die. That's silly. Death is part of life. But for some people, there's such a poison from unforgiveness, from resentment, that it literally eats away at them. It's toxic. Get rid of those toxins and forgive. Let things go. Then, God's blessings and healing and peace are free to flow through you. Some people call that karma. Actually, it's grace. Send us a message at connect at reallifecatholic.com. This is Chris Stefanik from reallifecatholic.com. And we're back here at Valley Stadium. And a correction, it was Joe Reed, the fastest man on the team, that soccer player, a pick six from 50 yards out, and Dowling has cut the lead to 14-10, to 10, and now Diego Leon will kick off. How about that, Matt? That was great. You know, Joe Reed, soccer player, that's the first time he's been able to carry the ball across the goal, and uh, outstanding, <laughs> outstanding thing. Well done. I'm glad he didn't kick it right there at the end. <laughs> well so. done. All right, here's a kickoff by Dowling. Rankins will pick it up at the five, and he returns it up to around the 20-22 yard line is where Valley will start first and 10, and I'll tell you what, some momentum may have uh, changed. Yeah. The Dowling fans, that student body in all white over there, the Dowling players in all white, uh, they're they're taking that to, uh, to heart. And John Chido has gotten a little noisier over there on the Dowling sideline. Well, talk about the song, Kickstart My Heart. That was Joe Reed. <laughs> he kickstarted everybody's heart in this crowd over here because the emotions are high. And 
that's exactly what this team needed is it's something to get things going and how about Joe Reed as Matt mentioned first year playing football able to get not only get a nice pick but utilize the speed and get in the end zone absolutely first down valley as their offense comes out of the field they go right to left south to north here on the, oh, the night, and now we've got a penalty flag down, and what do we got here? Yeah, Matt? the Dowling defense was trying to shuffle. They, you know, they flip-flop sides for strength, and the, the defender ran over the football, and that's offside. So you, they're going to they're be five yards against the room. Oh, that's the third or fourth time oh, that no, has wait. happened. Oh, wait. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> so that'll move the it'll be first and five Valley from their own 28-yard line. But It was going the wrong way at first. <laughs> They'll get it right. Dave Rittman's crew has done a tremendous job tonight. They had one little uh, snafu, and they got that settled without any harm done. So it'll bring up first and five Valley from their own 28-yard line. Two receivers to the left, one to the right. Quarterback remains Mason Morrow. Look out, number 88. They put him everywhere. That's Eli Reardon. The give is to Rankins, and he runs towards the far sideline, and now he's stacked up. After a short game, well, he ran a lot of east-west, yeah, but not he, a lot of north-south there. As we said before the game started, that's what you have to do with that young man because he is such an explosive step forward. If he gets going up and down the field, he is dangerous, and you've got to get him running side to side. So gain is up to the 29-yard line, just a one-yard gain. Boy, he ran a lot of east-west there, and they gained a yard. So it's second and four now for Valley. Again, Dowling penalized five yards being offside. Reardon will line up outside the left tackle. Two receivers to the left. They run the inside handoff, and this time it is Rankins again, and he's loose down the far sideline, tripped up, makes, gets the first down across the 40 and knocked out of bounds around the Dowling, or rather the Valley 42. They didn't string it out quite far enough that time. He got a little bit of the edge and was able to turn it upfield, and he makes 10, he can cover 10 yards in a hurry and uh, stepped out of bounds at the 42-yard line. 14-10 ball game for the Tigers, and, and it's start, this is starting to feel like it's going to go down to the it's going to be a wild second half. Could be, and I don't know if you know how gun-shy Mason Morrow is. He hasn't put the ball up since that pick six by Joe Reed, and uh, they have run the ball effectively for a first down here with, as we approach the 10-minute mark of the third quarter. And now here's an inside delayed handoff, and they give it to the second back through, and he crosses the 45. Almost looked like Reardon there with the with the football. I, I couldn't tell who carried the ball on that play. It was one of the. It was uh, it was Rankins. Yeah, it yeah, was Rankins it was again. Rankins. On a delayed, almost like a, a draw play, if you will. Yep. Which we have. I think that play went with the trap out the window for a lot yeah. of playbooks. Yeah. But Rankins with the carry, Matt. And Morrow carried out the fake way outside, and and Rankin ran back into the motion, and uh, Dowling's defense was able to stand up and and get a keep it to a short game so it brings up second down and seven for the valley tigers they lead it 14 to 10 over dowling here in the third quarter toss play left side rankings kind of threw it behind him but he made a nice grab slips the tackle crosses midfield and he's got the first down at the dowling 44 yard line good strong run he missed you know he he ran through the first block blake anderson had a shot on him and he ran over him kept his balance and and uh, great balance by rankin there as he was able to turn the corner and get the first down so first town Valley, line of scrimmage is the Dowling 44. Earlier tonight, uh, Valley went on a nice uh, long drive. They've already established that. They went eight plays, 72 yards for their second touchdown tonight back in the first half. And here they started back on their own 23-yard line. This drive stays alive. Two receivers left, one to the right. 
And they'll flip-flop Reardon to the right, outside the right tackle. Here's the snap. Morrow, and the give is to uh, Deion Hutch, and he's uh, down to about the 41-yard line. They'll give him three yards. They found a little something here as uh, Valley has, and, and this is – you know, four or five plays in a row here now. They've run the football, and uh, they've been getting four yards a pop off that edge. They're sealing down the, the edge of the maroons and not allowing the linebackers to scrape over the top, and Rankin's been able to chew up some yards. Southeast Polk leading 16 to nothing after three quarters of play. You mentioned Ankeny way out in front, 41 nothing in their game at Northwest. All right, second and seven, Valley. Here's a little swing pass left side. That's Deion Hutch and tries to split the defenders. He does, and he trips up inside the 40 and down to around the 39-yard line. They'll spot his knee down again to two. Great play by the Maroons on defense because they were able to – that play had a chance and, and were able to trip him up, and his knee went down to 39. So that makes it a third and long situation there. Good play, good rally to the football there for the Maroons. Okay, you mentioned that. It's third down for Valley. They're taking a lot of time as the play clock, as they look at uh, a check with me out of a huddle with uh, Coach Gary Swenson in his 28th year at Valley, 47 years overall, and he's second on the active list behind Jerry Pizzetti in all-time wins. And now here's Morrow on play action, looking for Reardon, rolling to his right, now being chased, and he fires a ball out, and the pass is caught for the first down. Unbelievable. A catch at the 32-yard line, and that should be close, if not a first down, and, and it, it is. It was a first down, and great play by Morrow there. He had Mata Brua chasing him across the field, and uh, just about as he was running out of territory, that time he was rolling to his right, and that's a lot better throw for that right-handed quarterback. And was that Graven Good that caught that pass? Graven Good on a seven-yard reception and a first down. They keep the clock running. Good drive for the Tigers as they come bounce back from that interception here as they move the ball down the field. All right, they'll flip-flop a receiver. Now three receivers to the left, none to the right. Now a timeout called by Valley as they don't have their personnel correct. So we'll take a break. 6.47 remaining here in the third quarter. It's Valley. 14, Dowling 10 here on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. Amazon Smile is a simple way to support Iowa Catholic Radio. When you are shopping on Amazon, consider shopping through Amazon Smile instead. You get all the same great deals, and your order will also help support Iowa Catholic Radio. All you need to do is choose Iowa Catholic Radio as your nonprofit to support when you first log in, and Amazon will do the rest. Every Amazon Smile order you make, Amazon will donate to Iowa Catholic Radio. Support Iowa Catholic Radio while you shop at smile.amazon.com. And Thank you for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. It can be easy to look at how someone is dressing or acting and judge them. But have you ever thought about how much grace is available in these situations? The next time someone makes a questionable decision, instead of judging and condemning, uphold their dignity for them. We do greater good by lifting them up in prayer and respecting their personhood than if we mentally tear them apart in our thoughts. We can uphold the dignity of others even when they are unable to recognize their own value. And we're back here at Valley Stadium. Tigers run a first and 10 play from the Dowling 32, a little inside handoff. And this time, once again, it is uh, Rankins with it. He runs outside the right tackle, and he's brought down after about a two or three yard gain. Adam Townsend scraped over the top there and was able to get the stop on Rankin as he ran to the edge, and 
now a Rankin comes off and Hutch comes in. Is that how that went right yeah, there? They, yeah, uh, they'll interchange their tailbacks. Line of scrimmage now the Dowling 28 here, Matt, for a gain of four. They'll call Rankins with the catch. Big opportunity here for the Maroons to bend but not break. All right, here is Morrow back to throw. Now being chased, runs to his left, fires, and Andrew throws and throws behind his intended receiver on the left side. Incomplete, and that might have been Grevengood. Cade Grevengood threw it behind him. Yeah, you, you know, we talked about earlier, and it was Smolik rolling out to his left, right-handed quarterback rolling out to his left. It's a tough throw, and right there, Morrow had the same thing. It's just hard to get your body turned so you can get those hips through and throw that ball where you want it to go. And good pursuit by that front four, good pressure for the Maroon defense. Game clock under six minutes remaining here in the third quarter. Dowling trailing 14-10 to 10 to the Valley Tigers. Again, both teams involved in action next week as uh, Dowling will conclude the regular season with a trip over to Waukee. And now here's a handoff right up the gut that goes and going for big yardage is... Uh, oh, the ball's out the tailback that time and that's Rankins but he lost the ball back at the 20 yard line and who are they going to give it to it's like Valley got on top of it so they want to spot him back at the that was 16 kind of a strange play it looked like Valley had multiple people in motion there at the snap of the ball and they they stopped with everybody behind the line of scrimmage or behind just off center and ran a power right up the gut for the first down this will be the 11th play of the Valley Drive that started back at the Dowling, or rather the Valley 23. And they've had the ball almost five minutes here, Matt. 14 to 10, Valley with the lead over Dowling. Five and a half minutes remaining, third quarter. Here's the snap, play action fake. Back to throw more. He's got a man open. It's a touchdown, Reardon. Oh, beautiful play set up. They had a running back going up the middle. They faked it to him. They had a jet sweep to the right. They faked it to him. And Raritan all alone on the right side of the formation for a touchdown. Yeah, Raritan 16 yards. runs that wheel route off the edge, and, and uh, all the motion's coming back to him, and he runs out the outside, and, and he gets out the back gate wide open, touchdown. So with 5.25 remaining here in the third quarter, Valley extends their lead to 20-10 to 10 over Dowling Catholic. And the extra point by Dawson Stein coming up. Ball is down, and the it's kick blocked. Is blocked by Dowling, and it'll be a dead ball. And the score remains Dowling trailing 20-10 to 10 to the Valley Tigers. We'll take a break and be back with the kickoff. It's Valley 20, Dowling 10, with five and a half minutes remaining. Third quarter here on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. Thank you, Ashworth Vision Clinic, for underwriting Dowling Catholic Sports 365 on Iowa Catholic Radio. Ashworth Vision Clinic online at ashworthvision.com. Ashworth Vision Clinic, 515-440-4610. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Construction Professionals. Construction Professionals does remodeling and new construction. Construction Professionals is a Catholic family business built on a strong foundation. cpcustomhomes.com. Thank you, Construction Professionals, for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Dental Associates, addressing your smile needs and dreams. 515-225-6742. Des Moines-DentalAssociates.com. Thank you, Dental Associates, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Kemen, a global ingredient manufacturer using science to transform the quality of life for 80% of the world with their products and services. Kemen, using science to transform the world. Kemen.com. Thank you, Kemen, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio.
And we're back here at Valley Stadium on the uh, kickoff by Valley. It's returnable for the Maroons, and they do return it across the 20, up near the 25-yard line. And it'll be first and 10 as C.J. Was that C.J. Phillip on the return? Yeah, that was C.J. Phillip on the return there. And uh, same difference as if it was a touchback, 25-yard line. All first, right. first time for the offense on the field halfway, over halfway through the third quarter. Yeah, John Chad, you're on the Dowling sideline. What a drive for Valley. 11 plays, 77 yards, and they chalked up uh, five minutes on that. Yeah, and able to sustain those drives and stay ahead of the change and using Eli Reardon there in the end to get him in space off that uh, wing position. No kidding. As uh, Middleton gets the handoff and Cam runs around the left side from his own 25. Drew Henderson makes a nice play for the Tigers as he, from his linebacker position, came up into the gap and was able to get down low on Cam and trip him up and, and limit the gain to two yards. So that'll bring up second down and eight as Cam picked up two, as you mentioned, Coach. 20-10, to 10, Valley missing the extra point. It actually was blocked. And now a handoff up the middle and going for a first down and more up near the 40-yard line. Nice run. That was a great burst up that the middle. That was. That was Cataldo. And that's, uh, boy, they're interchanging quarterback. Just when you said they were going to stop, <laughs> now they are. Dante with the uh, gain. Quarterback draw, design play as the as they split the defense wide open, and uh, Cataldo runs for a nice gain up the middle. 12-yard run for Dante Cataldo. And it's a first down Dowling. You got to check the Maroons. I'll tell you, running backs, quarterbacks. The give is to the uh, tailback, and that's C.J. Phillip. He turns the corner and is stacked up there, not quite to the 40-yard line. Yeah, nowhere to go there for him as Caden, uh, Caden Hutch, and and company come in there, and or Caleb Hutch, come in there and get a stop for Valley. They had tried to string that out, and C.J. had no cutback lane there to to gain any yards on. So no gain on the play. They'll bring up second down and 10 for Dowling on their own 39. Valley 20, Dowling 10. Just under four minutes remaining. And back to throw is Smolik, who's back in there. Fires, okay. fires it up, and the pass is incomplete. I tell you what, Carson Brown did a nice job to high point it right at midfield amongst three players, three defenders for, for Valley, but it was incomplete. Incomplete, and he threw that into a lot of traffic right there. Nelson Cavanaugh for the Tigers goes up, and as you alluded to, Mark, uh, the um, um, Carson Brown went up and high pointed the thing, got both hands on it, but uh, the hit knocks it out as he hits the ground. And you mentioned the, the young man for uh, Valley, who's uh, Nelson Cavanaugh. He's already got an interception tonight for the Tigers back in the first half. Third and ten, Dowling. Back to throw is Smolik, has pressure, rolls to his left, will keep it. Now he tosses at the last moment, and it's in and out of the hands of the intended receiver, and that was C.J. Phillip incomplete. It was, and I believe C.J. Phillip was thinking that uh, Smolik was going to keep running the football there and was going to turn block, but at the last moment, Smolik throws it. Smart play by Smolik. C.J. not quite ready for it, ball in and out of his hands. The Maroons will have to punt. We'll bring up fourth down, and John Cole will be in to punt for Dowling. The Maroons will punt with the wind at their back. As our game conditions tonight, uh, 57 degrees with a west-northwest wind at 12 miles per hour. Here's a snap, and the punt away by Cole. End over end kick, fielded at the 27-yard line, and now hit and dropped at the 29 is Grevengood, and that's where Valley will take over. First and 10 from their own 29-yard line, 333 remaining. Third quarter, Valley leading Dowling 20-10 to 10 in this top-10 matchup in Class 5A. Let's go down to the Dowling sideline, and that is where John Chido has been tonight. 
Uh, this is where this defensive possession for Dowling comes becomes very important. Uh, remember, you guys just mentioned Valley was on the, the, the field offensively for over five minutes, and that was Dowling's first possession on offense. So it's important for them to get three and out here to keep not only keep that defense rested, because if, if Valley's able to come down and sustain another drive like that, it's going to be very, very tough for, 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 for Dowling's offense to come back for something that, that big of a deficit. And, John, a good point is uh, the, Valley, the Dowling defense was out there during that whole time, so they'd like to get off the field for a while. Yeah, absolutely. All right. First down Valley. The Tigers with it on their own 29-yard line, leading 20-10. to 10. Mason Marl, quarterback, fakes the toss, will keep it, and he runs up over center and guard on the right side and gets across the 30 up to the 35-yard line. As Danny Rankins comes up, uh, hopefully that's just a cramp. Yeah, for him. it might be a cramp. As He's got that ankle wrap, though, that he's kind of limping on a little bit there. Nice run by Morrow as he exploded up, fake toss, and, and then run the quarterback up the middle. Good play for, for him. So that will bring up second down for Valley, second and three. Morrow will work out of the shotgun. Actually, the pistol formation, he's got company in the backfield. Two receivers to the left, one to the right. Valley going right to left, south to north here at Valley Stadium. The handoff goes to the backup tailback, Deion Hutch, and he's, get the, he's got the first down. Penalty flag comes in late. Hutch with the first down at the 43-yard line. Might be a, a shot to the head. We'll see if there's uh, – he went high on the tackle, so we'll see what happens here. Eight-yard gain for Hutch, and let's see what they uh, assess here and. Dave Rittman is our referee, and we'll try to get the call as his crew is communicating with each other right now. With 2.46 remaining here in the third quarter, clock is stopped, and we'll get the call. They're going to get uh, Joe Hughes with the blow to the head. The Dowling linebacker, and that'll be a 15-yard personal foul penalty. First down Valley. And, boy, they're keeping on walking. Down to the Dowling 42 is where they'll spot it. Yeah, big penalty there as they come up at the end of that run and they had a nice run in there and then come up with a hard hit and uh, just stayed a little too high, went right to the helmet on him, and, and uh, they're going to call that every time. So the 42-yard line is where Valley has it. They'll break their huddle. They'll run one receiver to the left and one to the right. Mason Marl. At quarterback, he's went the distance for the Tigers tonight. And here is the end around. They give it to Aiden Price, and he's got some room. Splits the defenders at the 40 and gets inside down to the 38-yard line. Kellen Chimman makes a nice play there and uh, comes up and, and trips him up as Price flew over the top of him. But he was able to, to stop that up and limit the gain uh, for the Maroon defense. Yep, gain of three. That'll bring up second and seven for Valley. Tigers lead it 20-10. to 10. Valley just getting done with their previous possession. 11-play, 77-yard drive that resulted in a touchdown. The extra point was blocked. That's the 10-point lead. They put Price in motion again, and this time they'll give it to the tailback, and that's Hutch again, and he's hit and dropped the 30-yard line. He went right over left guard and tackle and a burst of speed that time for Hutch, who's in there for Rankins, who's out with an injury. Yeah, the 5'7", 170-pound senior flew right through there. Kind of a delayed handoff as they let the line pull and uh, created a seam up the left side of the Dowling defense. And, and uh, when your secondary is making the tackle, that's not a good sign. 
Well, coming into the game, we talked about a little bit of uh, how Valley has scored this year. Usually it's long drives, a lot of time they've done that, but they can also score quick, and that's how they've won some of their games this year uh, with quick scoring. All right, here it's first and 10 Valley from the Dowling 30. Here's Morrow, read option. The give is to uh, Putch. This time a little jet sweep, tried to turn the corner and really couldn't, and finally ran out of bounds on the Dowling sideline. By design, that's what the Dowling defense is trying to do every time, straighten that play out, push him to the boundary so that he ends up out of bounds or makes that tackle and not allow any cutback lanes. And they were able to do that there with Hutch as they continue to work on, on uh, Rankins on the sideline. And whether that's a cramp or a, an ankle issue, they're, they're continuing to work on him. Yeah, he is not back in. And looking on the sideline, do you see him, Matt? Yeah, he's right Oh, here. there he yeah. is, right, right down here about the th- 33-yard line with the trainer. Back to throw Morrow on play action. Has time. Now sets up and fires the ball into the end zone. And he's looking for uh, – there's a lot of contact there. Looking for Raritan. <laughs> there yeah. was some contact indeed. Raritan was playing defense more than he was playing offense right there as Morrow just threw that up. Mata Brua was chasing him down again. Mata saying, I did everything. You can't catch that guy. And uh, Morrow <laughs> just turns one loose towards the end zone into, into double coverage which uh, Eli Reardon is going to draw most of the time. Big play here for the Maroon defense. That stops the clock with 30 seconds remaining here in the third quarter. It's Valley 20, Dowling 10 here on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. Alongside Matt Maindring, I'm Mark Amadale. Here in the press box at Valley Stadium on week eight, John Chido on the Dowling sideline. Back to throw is Morrow, fire, fires out, flanker screen, caught, and that's Grevin good with it. He's inside the 20, and he's got the first down for Valley. Nice play call for the Tigers as they set up the screen perfectly as the Dowling defense came flying through at Morrow, and he was able to throw it underneath in that flanker screen, and uh, big game, big first down. 11-yard reception that time. Morrow set it up uh, nicely. He had to draw the defense, found the seam, and found uh, Grevengood, and uh, Cade Grevengood, the six-foot senior, with the reception and first down at the Dowling 18. And that might be the final play of the third yeah. quarter. It is with the score. Valley 20, Dowling 10. Back with the fourth quarter in one minute from Valley Stadium in West Des Moines. You're listening to Dowling Catholic Football here on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Mercy One, your expert circle of personalized care for all your health needs. With more care locations than anyone, your best life is their one purpose. Find your doctor at mercyone.org. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Skeffington's Formal Wear. In business since 1951, with locations in Des Moines, West Des Moines, Davenport, Coralville, and Ankeny. Skeffington's Formal Wear, fitting you for life celebrations. Online at skeffingtons.com. What is the best gift ever? Giving a Catholic education is at the top of my list. Your contribution to CTO helps families send their children to our Catholic schools who otherwise could not afford it. In giving to CTO, You receive the best tax credits ever. Pledge or donate online at ctoiowa.org. The bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. Hey, we're back here at uh, Valley Stadium. Mark Amadale, Matt Mainring. Matt, you got a few scores to catch up as Valley leads Dowling 20-10 to 10 as we start the fourth quarter. Give us an update. 
couple scores coming through here in, in uh, Urbandale up big on Waukee yet and uh, 28 nothing. It looks like Ankeny well over Waukee Northwest, 35-0. Um, and that's about it for the local ones. Sioux City East is up on Roosevelt, 19-0. And you also had a, you were digging an update for uh, Johnston. Johnston Cedar Rapids Kennedy. It says 7-0 at the half, Johnston, which would be they're the uh, number one team in the rank. Yeah. Number one is Cedar Rapids Kennedy in Cedar Rapids game being played tonight. Yeah. Johnston, how about that? Coach well, we got to check and make sure that's the right score. So oh, we're scan unconfirmed. Else. Unconfirmed. <laughs> Your information is only as good as the app is that you're following. Uh, I got you. Let's go down to John Chida. We start the fourth quarter, and Dowling is offense has got to be on the field first of all, Johnny, and just got to get more consistent. They have moved the ball, but not have scored when they needed to. No, they haven't been able to sustain the drives, and they've only had one, the ball one time in, in, in the second half here, right? I, I yeah, six I, plays. We six just looked snaps. it up. Yeah. <laughs> the third quarter, six snaps. And, you know, the running game be, before the half has uh, been working well and kind of went and tried to throw the ball a little bit there and, and get something going. But uh, when you don't have the offense on the field to be able to do that and the defense can't get off the field and Valley's able to go on these long, sustaining drives, it, it makes it fall around. That is confirmed. Johnson leading number one Cedar Rapids Kennedy seven nothing at halftime. Sometimes you just yeah. gotta know where to go there, yeah, Mr. Mandarin. I just I just dug it out myself. So. Twitter Twitter is coming alive wow. here. And so. that's a Johnson team that was decimated by injury. When we yeah. played them, uh, they were, you know, quarterbacks, running backs. They were down to sophomores playing, and I don't think they've gotten healthy. Some of them were season ending. All right, we'll start the fourth quarter. Valley on the Dowling eighteen with the first down, and Morrow. On a handoff, up the gut he goes. And this time they hand it off again to Deion Hutch, who's gotten the bulk of the carries after the, uh, well, cramping or injury to Danny Rankins. We got uh, Cody Hykus there who gets the stop for the Maroons as he came scraped down the line of scrimmage from his defensive line position as uh, Rankin was um, dancing. Or that was Hutch again, I'm sorry. Hutch um, dances around the corner. I don't see... Uh, Number nine in there, so Hutch yeah, will be the Hutch. tailback. And two receivers. Now Raritan goes in motion right to left, and he'll come back. They'll fake it to him. Back to throw Morrow. Throws in the end zone looking for a man. It's knocked away at the last moment. Incomplete as uh, Dowling knocks it away on the uh, apparent intended pass for Raritan. Jake, Jake Anderson makes a nice play there and uh, was able to knock it down. Looked like Aiden Price was – it might have been the intended receiver as they um, as they ran through the motion there. And uh, big play again for this defense, third down. Yeah, you mentioned Jake, and I thought, uh, see the one that Johnny said might be uh, shaken up? Oh, it's good maybe, to see him in there. Yeah. Or I think it was Blake that was shaken up. So Okay. It'll bring up third and seven for Valley. The ball's on the Dowling 15-yard line. And here is a little swing pass to Reardon. He works the near sideline. He's finally run out of bounds. Shy of the first down at about the 10. We're going to spot his foot out of bounds at the 11 for a gain of four, and he'll be shy of the first down. Yeah, makes it fourth and two in decision time here for Coach Swenson as he, he get the three points. You know, it's still a two-score game, or is he going to go for the big shot and try to put Dowling out of commission here? Well, the play clock is under 20. Team is looking over at the sideline, and they may just burn a timeout here as we're underway here in the fourth quarter. Valley 20, Dowling 10. 
Play clock under five, and it'll be a timeout called. So we'll take a break. 11.08 remaining here in the fourth quarter. It's Valley 20, Dowling 10 here on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. Iowa Catholic Radio needs you. Whether it's assisting with events, answering the phone, distributing yard signs, or being a parish ambassador, Iowa Catholic Radio depends on you to help connect listeners with Christ. Email contact at iowacatholicradio.com to get involved. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by Northwest Bank. Commitment you can bank on. Northwest Bank is a community bank serving Iowa and Nebraska. NW.BANK. Thank you, Northwest Bank, for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. Did you know you have a choice in your child's education? Smaller class sizes, dedicated teachers, a sense of community, and a caring learning environment. Whether it's in the classroom or at home. Diocese of Des Moines Catholic Schools deliver the best value in education, and we offer tuition assistance to help you afford it. Learn more about how the Catholic schools in the Des Moines Diocese might be the right choice for your child. Visit dmdiocese.org schools. Hey, we're back here at uh, Valley Stadium. It looks like the Tigers are going to Kick a field goal here, Matt, as they're going to bring in Dawson Stein. They'll put the ball down at the 18. This could be a 28-yard field goal from the right hash towards the south end zone. Go ahead, Matt. They were able to block the last extra point. The ball's down. The kick from the right hash is up, and I don't oh, think it made it. It's he... off to the right. No good. Yeah, he missed it. So the ball will go back to the 20-yard line. That's where Dowling will have it first and 10 from their own 20 as a 28-yard field goal by Dawson Stein, who was perfect on the season coming into uh, tonight's game. He was uh, – I'm sorry, he was. he's now 2 of 5 on the season. His longest field goal was 39 yards. But he kept it right there, John Chido, and a chance for the Dowling offense to find that consistency they've been looking for tonight. Yeah, and, you know, you guys talked about – you go for Matt talked about you go for the knockout punch here. Absolutely. I would have – if I'm coaching there, I, I, I would have went for it on fourth and two. Uh, and Dowling has a great situation to take advantage of it. Now let's see if they can. 11.03 remaining, fourth quarter. The Maroons now on first down. They put the ball on the ground, and the handoff is to C.J. Phillip or Cam Middleton. C.J. Phillip in there that time and did a lot of running and only about four, three, four yards, but he had to work for those yards. Those were hard-earned yards right there as that Tiger defense is tightening up. They're going to give him a gain of three up to the 23-yard line. What a... Cataldo, Cataldo in a quarterback. All right, so they keep alternating quarterbacks, and here is Dante. He'll keep the football around left end, and he stood up right at the uh, line of scrimmage. No game, so it'll bring up third down, third and seven. Drew Henderson on the stop there as he wasn't having any of it as he flowed from that middle linebacker position down the line of scrimmage. The uh, 5'11 senior for the Tigers is their leading tackler on the season. Couple scores to pass along. Uh, it was Southeast Polk at last report. Second-ranked Southeast Polk uh, leading Ankeny Centennial, sixteen to nothing at Ankeny Centennial. And the final, fifth-ranked Ankeny defeated Waukee Northwest, forty-eight-seven. Back to throw is Smolik, who's back in there, fires it out, and it's caught. Is that Cooper Nicholson with the catch? It's a that first is. down. First down, Dowling. Big, big play for the Maroons, and and uh, Smolik and Cooper Nicholson hook up as get a first down. And this offense is starting to. Try to hurry things up and get moving. So here we go. Yeah, Temple's a big part of the Dowling offense. Ten-yard gain for Cooper Nicholson and a nice pass that time by Smolik. And Jackson's in there now at uh, quarterback. Dowling with three receivers left, two to the right. Maroon's going right to left. 
South to north. Smolik sets up, fires over the middle, and the pass is caught by Cooper Nicholson, and he's going to go. He's got one man to beat inside the 20, 10, 5. Touchdown, 77 yards. And that was long overdue. Jackson Smolik to Cooper Nicholson. Hit him on stride. And I, you know, the the Dowling offense went empty on that one. Had trips right, twins or twi- trips left, twins right. And I couldn't tell which spot Nicholson came from, but he hit the middle seam and, and Smolik threw a strike in he stride. Caught the pass before for a 10-yard gain. So Cooper had 87 of of the, those yards. And now the uh, extra point by Diego Leon as Jake uh, as Englishen Jake into hold Hagen with the snap ball down kick is up and it's good our score Valley twenty Dowling seventeen nine twenty five remaining fourth quarter it's not over here back in one <laughs> minute here on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network this is a young Catholic minute do I have to believe everything the church teaches. Would you join the NRA if you hated guns? Be a doctor if you intended to make people sick? Win the World Series if you were the Chicago Cubs? No way! If you did, you'd be doing something completely contradictory to what you're supposed to be. In the same way, if you say you're Catholic, that means you believe and do your best to live out everything the church teaches. And although that doesn't mean we can't ask questions, it does mean that you have to have faith in the truth that is Christ and His church. So what about groups like Young Catholics for a Free Choice or Dignity? Well, they're kind of like doctors who decided that they like the idea of doctorness, but don't really need all that traditional nonsense about making people better. They've rejected the very meaning of Catholicism, that there is one objective truth and his name is Jesus. What's the term for someone who rejects the truth in favor of a lie? A heretic. That's not a very pretty word, but at least it's honest. For more, go to youngcatholicminute.com. And we're back here at Valley Stadium. The place is starting to lighten up here, getting excited as Dowling scores on a Jackson Smolik touchdown pass to Cooper Nicholson, 67 yards on the catch officially. And here's a kickoff by Diego Leon, and it's uh, a short kick and dove on right at the 25-yard line by Valley. There'll be no return, and that's where the Valley offense will start, first and 10 from their own 25. Let's go down to John Scheidel. Very exciting. Cooper Nicholson involved with – 77 of Dowling's 80 yards in that drive, John. Yeah, uh, Cooper played that number three receiver, and he ran across our hash, and that safety make a decision because you went an empty set, and the safety went with the – it was Mikey McLean, and Cooper was able to get beyond the linebackers, and and, and that, that, that was a timely matter, so you still have 924 on the clock. We'll let this defense try to get Valley's offense three and out. All right, John, thanks for that update. As Valley now with the first down, they go left to right. They'll have the win at their back here. And the handoff goes to the uh, their backup tailback, Deion Hutch. We haven't seen Rankins in there since his cramp or leg injury. I'm not sure what it is. And the handoff to Hutch, and he gets a couple yards. It's going to be big time now for the Dowling defense, who didn't get much rest after no. that quick strike, man. Yeah, it was almost too fast. There's, <laughs> there's no – there's never, never a, a, a too fast of a touchdown, though. So, Joe Hughes on a big stop there. Stop ranking uh, for only a two-yard gain. As the, you know, Dowling defensive front, they're able to rotate guys through, so that helps them out quite a bit. All right, second and eight for Valley. And here's Morrow over the middle, and he tries to hit Eli Reardon, and he's hit and dropped, passes incomplete, and a nice stick that time by the Maroons on the play. 
And that was their uh, uh, linebacker, uh, Kellen Shimon, with the hit. Kellen Shimon up there, you know, it's the worst as a former tight end and not a very fast one, by the way. <laughs> when, you, when you have to go over the middle and you have to jump up and get exposed like that, that safety is a clean shot on you. And that was what happened right there. And Shimon uh, Reardon was exposed, and he separated him from the football there. Great play. Yeah, Blake Anderson, Matt Hanton, Jake Anderson, Joe Reed, the secondary for Dowling. And, of course, uh, Valley now with a third and long. Third and eight, Tigers. Line of scrimmage is their own 27. A screen pass again, and that is one of those flanker screens. It's caught, but dropped at the 30-yard line for a gain of three is the receiver. And I'll bring up fourth down. Quick three and out there for the Maroons, and they almost they made that. You know, the screen is designed to let the off the defensive line through, let the offensive line go down and get to the next level. But the defensive front for Dowling right there almost made that pass too hard for Morrow to throw, and a great rally to the football. Big play for the Maroon defense. So bring up fourth down, and Dawson Stein in the punt. He handles all their kicking and awaiting the snap from uh, Reed Schillib, their long snapper, who's also a receiver. Great nice kick, and now that backs Dowling up inside the 20, and it's picked up there by the Maroons, and that is Blake Anderson on the return, and he hit, and his drop right around the 23-yard line. That's where the Dowling offense will take over. Dawson Stein, outstanding punt there, and flipped the field back to... Uh, giving the advantage to the Tigers there and uh, having the Maroons start on the 24-yard line. So first and 10 Valley, as you mentioned, Matt, from their own first and 10 Dowling, rather, from their own 24-yard line. Let's go down to John Scheidel and a chance for the Dowling offense to uh, get a little bit more consistent, John. They scored in four possessions last time. Yeah, now you want to see Dowling's offense go on a long, sustaining drive and, and take some time off the clock and move the ball head of the chains and put some pressure on Valley. Uh, and I think it'll be the first time in this ballgame. All right, here is Smolik. Back to throw on first down. Launches it up. He's looking for Carson Brown. And it's nice caught inside him. the 40-yard line of Valley. Quick hitter that time. And it was one-on-one -on -one coverage. No safety help that time. One Carson on, with the catch. One-on-one -on -one coverage. Beautiful throw. And actually, I think he got tackled before the ball got there. And uh, that was Chase Hutchinson in, in coverage. So you got two great players, Hutchinson and Brown, going at it. And uh, the, the pass gets completed and big play. It certainly is. And that'll go for 38 yards and a Dowling first down. And now here is the read option as uh, they give it. And that's Cataldo in there. And they give it to the tailback as they run right to left. And he cuts up field inside the 40. And he's close to Maybe a couple yards on the play. Yeah, well done by Valley. No, nope. maybe a gain of one. Yeah, Townsend comes in there with Cataldo, and and uh, not much on that play as the Tiger defense was able to slam that door shut. So we'll bring up second and nine for Dowling. Back to throw, and a short pass. That is, they're going to say they caught, underthrown that time yeah. by Cooper Nicholson. I think it got tipped coming off the line of scrimmage. It looked like it got deflected a little bit, and great concentration by um, uh, Nicholson to bring that ball in. So the catch goes down to the 34-yard line, a short gain of three. Brings up third down for Dowling. Third and six, they'll call it, from the Valley 34. Dowling will spread it empty Empty backfield, five receivers. Back to throw is Smolik. Fires the right side. It's caught, and out of bounds is Carson Brown with the first down at the 26-yard line of Valley. 
good connection, good timing by the by the, those two young men as they were able to complete that pass. Cataldo comes back in on first down. Uh, Carson Brown stretches out, gets the first down on the edge, and the drive is alive. That forces Valley with five receivers to uh, send a safety to cover them, and now the Maroons will go with four receivers and one back. Here's the snap. Townsend in there, and now they'll keep it. And running with it is Cataldo, and Dante gets inside the 20, down to the 15. Penalty flag down, and that might be a face mask to add yeah. half the distance to this play. We'll see. The side judge threw that, and so there, I think it was on the hit there on Cataldo again that maybe a shot to the head there. So it would be a personal foul for half the distance to the goal. Well, Cataldo a gain of 11, and we'll see what the penalty's about. And if that's the case, that'll move the ball around the 7.5-yard line. Five-yard penalty on the play. And oh, five-yard, what's they called? Five-yard face mask. Five-yard face mask. Yeah, see, in high school, you have the option. College yeah. is automatic 15. High school's an option. So, moves the ball to the 10, and it'll be first and goal Dowling at first, the 10-yard line of Valley. First and goal, tra- trailing by three points with six minutes to go. All right, here is Cataldo running the read option. He gives it to Townsend and Adam down to the five-yard line. He picked up a big chunk there and stopped and stood up at the five. It'll be second and goal, Dowling at the Valley Five. The Maroons knocking on the door in the Bows and the Flores red zone right now. 515-244 rows as Dowling is getting closer to the end zone. Cataldo back in at quarterback here on this play as they keep rotating people through and spreading that defense out. Shotgun formation, two receivers right, one to the left. And the read option, and Cataldo keeps it. Touchdown, Dante Cataldo. And for the first time tonight, Dowling takes the lead, and these Valley fans in front of us are in shock. This has been what a turn. You missed the field goal to go up 23-10, to and uh, they end up missing the field goal, mm-hmm. coming back, Dowling with a big play, big stop on defense, and just ran it right down the field. A lot of time left, 5.39 remaining on the here in the fourth quarter. Dowling leads by three, 23-20. And now Hagen to snap to Jake English and Diego Leon. High snap, oh, ball man. down, kick is up. And it is good. And Dowling now leads 24-20 over Valley with 5.39 remaining here in the fourth quarter. Back in one minute, you're listening to Dowling Catholic Football here on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. This is Dale Alquist with a chest. 60 Seconds with Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen. Our blessed Lord considered the three possible forms of church government. The democratic would be one in which a majority vote decides, in which everyone has an entirely different opinion of what is to be. The aristocratic is an appeal not so much to the majority or to the masses, but rather an an appeal to an aristocracy, a house of parliament, a senate, a congress, a house of lords. And the theocratic is one in which God chooses one man as he chose Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and Moses and guides and protects and directs this man. Peter holds the primacy. Primacy not only of honor, but also of jurisdiction over the church. He is the vicar of Christ. He is the first pontiff. He is the first pope. The people you know and trust are on EWTN.
Well, you can hear the crowd on the far sideline. That's the Dowling fans over there, the student body in all white, along with the team tonight. Dowling, the visiting team, and now a squib kick by Leon, fielded by Valley at the 10-yard line on the return and coming up towards the uh, near sideline, and that is Aiden Price on the return where Valley will have it first and 10 to start their drive. 5.33 remaining here in the fourth quarter, and Dowling for the first time tonight, John Chidos, to go down to you, leads it 24-17 on a seven-play, 76-yard drive, capped off by Dante Cataldo's five-yard run. Remember the question I asked you earlier, consistency by the Dowling offense? Well, how about an 80-yard drive and a 76-yard drive for scores? Absolutely. We saw it on that one, and what a way to finish there. And, and Dante made a nice read and was able to, not only that, was able to get in the end zone. And he took two big shots. They, they stuck with Dante and, and continued to run that football, and they saw something there on that, uh, on that Valley's defense success. No question. And Smolik with some big passes on there. And now Morrill's going to keep the football for Valley. Tries to get outside. He does. He's run out of bounds at the 30-yard line. And now a late hit by Dowling as they pushed him out of bounds. That's what you don't want to see. And Pettis will be whistled for the 15-yard penalty yeah, after they- a first-down game. You know, your energy is taking you out of bounds, and he steps out of bounds, and Pettis loses track where he's at in the field and gives him a little shove, and they're going to tack 15 more on on to the end of the run. 15-yard run, add 15 more. 30-yard play for Valley, and it's a first down Tigers at the Dowling 46. So this is nowhere near over a lot of time left, 525 here in the fourth. The ball is going up and down the field like – this, this second half has been just nuts. This is something else. This is good football. Well, hang on to whatever you're listening to, tablet, radio, iPhone. <laughs> it's going to be a, quite the finish. Dowling Valley, as it only could be. The Maroons have won 10 of the last 14 and three in a row in this series and four of the last five games. And now a low snap, but nice job by Morrow. Picks it up and hands it off to Deion Hutch. And he, that's a little uh, end around, a little jet sweep to the right, and gets it down to the Dowling 42, a gain of four. Gain of four. They stretched that play out and, and uh, made Hutch run out of bounds there. You know, they he, he got four yards out of nothing. There wasn't much there and was able to turn up field and get up the sidelines, get, get four yards. Uh, let's see what this defense can dial up here and get a little pressure. I think Jalen Pettis has got a got a bone to chew with somebody on the other side. So let's see <laughs> if he can get in there and create some pressure. Final score, we've got two finals now. Number two, Southeast Polk defeated Ankeny Centennial 16 to nothing up in Ankeny tonight. Here it's 24-20. Dowling with the lead the first time tonight, and a little pop pass caught inside the 35, first down, and now. And that's, that's Rankins back out yeah, there. Yeah, I was going to say, that's the first time we've seen yeah, number nine out there, he's, he's Danny kinda, Rankins. Kind of hobbling along in that ankle, but you see how what an athlete he is. Even on that ankle being the way it is, he is able to explode up the field and get a first down. Eight-yard re- gain on the play. First down, Valley at the Dowling 34. So Valley's offense isn't done yet. Morrow out of the shotgun. Three receivers to the left, one to the right, one back in the backfield, and that's Rankins who's back in there. Here's the snap. They fake to Rankins. Uh, swing past the right side. It's caught, and that's Reardon. He's chopped down, oh, and a ball out. comes loose. Another fumble by Rank uh, by uh, Valley, but uh, Reardon falls on top of it inside the 30 of Dowling. Yeah, he coughed that ball up, and and it looked like Price might have, or uh, I believe it was Price, jumped back on the football right there, 
for the Tigers to save the drive. Well, he was lucky he was a receiver in that area because yeah. no one else was there other than a bunch of white shirts for Dowling. So it brings up second and six Valley from the Dowling 30. Again, Dowling taking their first lead in their last uh, possession. They lead it 24-20, game clock running. Four minutes, ten seconds remaining here in the fourth quarter. Dowling has all three of their timeouts left. Valley with just one timeout left. And they're they're going to burn it now. Yeah, so they're to burn it. We'll take a break. 4.04 remaining fourth quarter. Dowling with a 24-20 lead over Valley. Back in one minute here on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. We never told a generation of young people more frequently to love and believe in themselves. I don't think we've ever seen so much self-loathing, though. I think it's because our affirming talk is accompanied by a secularized, godless worldview that essentially says, you're a cosmic accident. You're no more than a lump of cells. Your destiny is worm food, but believe in yourself. <laughs> All of humanity's achievements will ultimately end up as rubble, but you can accomplish anything. Give me a break. God's word doesn't only teach us to follow the call in our hearts and believe in our worth, but shows us why. You're a child of God, created in His image and likeness. God found you worth dying for. You are destined for eternal glory. Your Heavenly Father loves you. Now, believe in yourself and follow your dreams. If there's a difference between secular self-help and the stuff you find here, it's that self-help that checks faith at the door for all the good you can find there just doesn't remotely compare. For more from my book, I Am, visit rewriteyourname.com. I'm Chris Stefanik from Real Life Catholic. And we're back here at Valley Stadium. Valley now with a second and six from the 30-yard line of Dowling. And now an inside handoff, and Dowling has it stuffed. They had that thing well read. Uh, the Tiger tailback, which was Danny Rankins, comes in, and he comes up limping after the play, man. And he couldn't get out of the reach of Mata Brewer as Mata exploded through the line there and was able to get some get some pressure in the backfield, gets the tackle for a loss, and, and makes a big play for the Maroon defense. Ball is down at the Dowling 33, a loss of three that time by Rankins. We're not sure he's got a lower leg injury or if it was cramps, but he's back in there, third and nine Valley. Tigers can't settle for a field goal as they got to get into the end zone as we're under three and a half minutes left. Back to throw is Morrow looking over middle, has time, fires it out to Reardon. It's nearly intercepted, but it ends up being incomplete. Reardon deflected it off to his nearest defender or offender and that was Rankin standing right yeah. there and he almost he had almost it. caught it and it was out of bounds actually it was uh Deion Hutch standing right next yeah. to him so a deflection off the intended receiver but he was standing out of yeah, bounds yeah Kellen Shimon comes up and makes a great play there and uh it almost ends up being in the hands of the Tiger other receiver the other receiver yeah. <laughs> which just happened so, to be standing there and that was uh here we uh, go Hutch. Fourth down, Tigers have no timeouts left, fourth and eight. 316 remaining, fourth quarter. Dowling 24, Valley 20. Mark Amadale, Matt Mandring, John Chido. Here's Morrow, back to throw, has pressure. Now rolls to his left, now cuts up field. He's on the loose. He's still on his feet at the 30, needs a first down, and he's hit and stopped right about the 24-yard line. That'll be enough for a first down for Valley, and they keep the drive alive. He gets the first down by a half of a yard. Great run by Morrow. They're going to call. Everybody's looking for a holding call, but there was no call back there, as the as the it was Hagen. Hagen just about got tackled back there. What a run that that's, time by that's Mason Morrow! That's the way Morrow. I saw it. At a least. ten yard run. Yeah, yeah, we know how you saw yeah. it. Yeah. And what an effort by Mason Morrow keeps the drive alive. Two fifty remaining. 
Brand new set of downs for Valley at the Dowling 23. Three receivers left. They'll flip-flop Eli Reardon to the right. Here's a low snap, and they give this to the tailback, and they go behind Reardon, and hit and drop is Deion Hutch for a short gain inside the 20 down to the 19. Hutch gets in there, and, and he's got the explosive step right now, and Rankins is it, it can't get in there and run like that, and Hutch makes a nice cut up the right side as they attack the right side of that uh, Tiger offensive line, and and uh, the Dowling defense, both these both of these units have been on the field a long time. This yes, half. they have. Valley's offense and Dowling's defense, no question. Two minutes, 10 seconds remaining. Game clock running. 24-20 Dowling at second and six. Valley from the Dowling 19. Tigers going left to right, and they give a play action fake, and they throw it behind the intended receiver, Reardon. They faked the handoff up the middle to Rankins, and they threw behind Reardon, who was running a fly route on the right side. You had a lot of action in the backfield right there. You had a lot of misdirection going on, and they were trying to release Reardon. You know, and that's all eyes right now on 88. You know, the, that's where they're going to look to. Right. Marl's going to look to him. And you've got to make sure you hit him coming off the line of scrimmage. And, again, Valley out of timeout. So they're doing a check with me. They huddle, and they look to uh, head coach Gary Swenson, who's also the offensive coordinator. And uh, they'll send out their play with uh, Grevengood split out wide to the left. One man split out to the right. Back to throw is Morrow on play action. is being chased in the backfield. Morrow. Fires it out, pass is caught, and that's Reardon, and he's hit it to two, and he falls towards the goal line. Touchdown, Valley. Unbelievable. Yeah, you know, Morrow bought some time with the scramble, Matt, and he, he found did. Reardon, who finally, he didn't run his primary route. He had a stop, come back, and he found the seam. Touchdown, Valley, from 19 yards. He had pressure, and he was able to escape the pressure, and uh, great play by that young man, found Reardon open over the middle. And minute, a great, great finish. Minute 49 the, remaining here in the fourth quarter. Valley takes the lead, 26-24. They'll kick the extra point. Dawson Stein in. Reed Schlibbet, Schlibbet to snap it. And the holder by Nelson Cavanaugh. Extra point good. So it's 27-24 Valley with a minute 49 left in the fourth quarter. Dowling with all three timeouts. Back with the kickoff in one minute here on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. Hi, this is Matt Wilkham, Executive Director for Iowa Catholic Radio. I'm grateful for so many family members who stepped up and pledged your support during our fall carathon as we seek to be fully funded for the rest of the year. We're still looking to reach our goal, and matching dollars are still available. Give now by calling 515-223-1150 or donate online at iowacatholicradio.com. Thank you for helping Iowa Catholic Radio connect listeners to Christ for 15 years. Has anyone ever told you to pray about it and left you thinking, okay, but how? First, invite the Holy Spirit to be with you as you talk to God. Think about what is going on in your heart and mind. Be honest. Acknowledge to God what you're thinking, feeling, and desiring, because He wants you, the real you. Then, tell Him about what you're experiencing and entrust that to Him. Finally, let the Father love us. Ask yourself, how is God loving me right now? He is loving always. Sometimes we need to stop and think of our blessings, because that is where we can find God. And we're back here at Valley Stadium on the kickoff. Dowling with the return. They return it to the 31-yard line. 27-24, Valley with the lead. The Tigers go on a 10-play, 75-yard drive. Mason Morrow with his third touchdown pass for Valley tonight. This one to, to Eli Reardon, and the extra point good. Valley leads by three. John Chido on the Dowling sideline. The Maroons have all three of their timeouts as they start on their own 
31-yard line, Johnny. Yeah, you just need to get in the field goal range and, and try to get, get a kick for, for the Titus in this in overtime. you got plenty of time here with three timeouts, like you mentioned. All right, here's Smolik with the pass, and it's caught. He overthrew his intended receiver, I thought, and the secondary receiver yeah. caught it at midfield. I think that's who he was trying to throw it to. I believe that's Carson Brown. No, 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 12. No. Um, Bo Gamble. The gamble with the catch, yeah. but it was a receiver in front of Bo before he caught it. Yeah. <laughs> This is now it becomes a time of players making plays. Oh isn't my it? goodness! So, Dowling now with the ball at midfield, back to throw is Smolik over the middle. The pass is caught inside the thirty-five, and both players kind of wrapped up with each yeah. other. I think playing a little tug of war yeah, after the catch. And always, the referees always, are separating them right now. Always goes the. That was Cooper guy. Nicholson with the catch. Yeah, Cooper Nicholson, great catch. Smolik with a dart over the middle, right to Nicholson, and. Uh, Ball keeps moving. At the 33-yard line, first and 10 maroons. Smolik at quarterback. Five receivers out. Fires it right side. Caught by Carson Brown. He's out of bounds at the 25 of Valley. Minute eight left and 27-24. Dowling trailing by three. And uh, the quick out right there. Great play. Stops the clock. And, uh, again, in high school football, the first downs, the clock will stop when they move the chains as well. All right, here is five receiver set. Smolik on second and three. Fires it over the middle. Oh, the pass touchdown. is caught. Touchdown. Touchdown, Dowling. That is Carson Brown on a crossing pattern, and they cannot stop five receiver sets as Carson. I think he was in the slot right when yeah, he came through, Yeah, he was. He? he came over the middle on the post pattern there, or on a, yeah, on a post pattern. Wide open, cleared. The safety was not, not in the way, and uh, now... Dowling takes the lead. 20, uh, 30 to 27, Dowling. Extra point coming by Diego Leon. Johnny, uh, are you keeping up down there? Amazing. And, <laughs> absolutely amazing. Smolik <laughs> threw a bullet to Carson Brown. Was he the slot receiver? Yeah, and he's getting mismatches on the Valley's linebackers. So it's been man coverage. The, the middle of the field's wide open, and, and he's just throwing it perfect balls for all the receivers can get it. And there's a big extra point. Yes, it is. And the score now, Dowling 31, Valley 27, 62 seconds remaining. Here in the fourth quarter, back in one minute, here on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. Thank you, Ashworth Vision Clinic, for underwriting Dowling Catholic Sports 365 on Iowa Catholic Radio. Ashworth Vision Clinic online at ashworthvision.com. Ashworth Vision Clinic, 515-440-4610. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Construction Professionals. Construction Professionals does remodeling and new construction. Construction Professionals is a Catholic family business built on a strong foundation. cpcustomhomes.com. Thank you, Construction Professionals, for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Dental Associates, addressing your smile needs and dreams. 515-225-6742. Des Moines-DentalAssociates.com. Thank you, Dental Associates, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Kemen, a global ingredient manufacturer using science to transform the quality of life for 80% of the world with their products and services. Kemen, using science to transform the world. Kemen.com. Thank you, Kemen, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Back at Valley Stadium, do you think we've had enough scoring here in the final two minutes? My goodness, Matt. 31-27 Dowling. The Maroons go four plays, 67 yards in about 45 seconds. Here's the kickoff, a squib kick picked up by Valley. And on the return, 
That's Hutch with it, and he gets across the 25, and they'll put him down at the 26. With 57 seconds remaining, Valley's offense coming onto the field, and they're out of timeouts. John Chido, back down to you. This has been an amazing fourth quarter. We have scored, we have seen four touchdowns scored in the fourth quarter, three of them by Dowling in the rally here. Yeah, we went from talking about six plays ran to the start of the fourth quarter, and are even, what, two minutes into the fourth quarter, and, and all credit Mason Morrow too for Valley he's had a performance here so now yes he has yes he has all right uh, first down Valley from their own 27 yard line Morrow with three receivers left Valley going left to right fires it out in the uh, near side it's caught by Hutch he's in the secondary and finally tripped up at the 42 yard line but the clock will run after they set the chain yeah that was a gamble on that play because they if they don't get the first down there's going to run a lot of time off the clock but they get the first down clock stops in high school football until the chain is set and then they run then they'll roll it all right it's up to the 43 yard line morrow back to throw fires it out and the pass is incomplete and they're going to throw the flag yeah. they're going to get townsend on the pass interference as he was hindering the big guy eli reardon at the 40 yard line of dowling so that'll be 15 yards from the line of scrimmage 15 yards and that defensive front has had a lot of a lot of pressure on it right now and trying to um, make sure that they keep morrow in the pocket and uh, they've been running a lot of guys through there but you can bet Pettis and, and uh, Matabrua and, and Carson Hagen, they've got their work cut out for them here. It's not over. It's 31-27 Dowling over Valley. 42 seconds remaining. First down Valley. They're now in Dowling territory at the 42-yard line after the uh, pass interference call against Dowling. Two receivers left. Two to the right. Morrow out of the shotgun. Back to throw. Stays in the pocket. Throws it over everybody. Incomplete. As he threw into double coverage that time, trying to trying to hit uh, Reed Shillib, who's also the long snapper for Valley, incomplete. Yeah, Morrow's attention went to that left sideline because uh, Dowling was late shifting over there. Jake Anderson had to sprint across the field to get to his position as they flipped the defense to the strength and, and to get on Rairden. It stops the clock with 37 seconds remaining here in the fourth quarter. 31-27 Dowling. Valley now in Dowling territory. Second and 10 from the Dowling 42. Two receivers right, one to the left, and Reardon on the right side. Back to throw Morrow, stays in the pocket. Goes upstairs, and he overthrew everybody incomplete. Again, going for his intended receiver, and that was Shillib again. Yeah, Shillib down that left sideline, and that was, I believe, Joe Reed in coverage, and you're not going to outrun Joe Reed there. And once Joe Reed got on his top pocket, he had him, and I believe he's running with a cramp right here. So he's going to... Yeah, he may have to come out. John Tito will bring you in as uh, looks like Shilb's going to go down and sit down at the 25-yard line with a cramp, apparently. And I'll tell you what, they've set this up for a pass to Reardon, don't you think, or Grevengood uh, for Valley because they've run that flanker screen on third and long, which is coming up. Yeah, that's a great point, too. And, and you know, Valley's been going to that wheel route, too, with Reardon getting him in space, one-on-one coverage in mismatch with his height. Uh, and he also has some speed, but Right there, that was a nice ball thrown by Mason Morrow, and, and it was thrown to the outside, only where the receiver could get it. But I think uh, the, the, the Valley receiver came up uh, limp as he's down with, with the cramp. Because uh, when that ball was in there, we're kind of looking at it like, uh-oh, because uh, of the separation that the receiver created there. Well, this is where we've had long delays this year. The Maroons have uh, lost a game in the final minute out in Iowa City. I know both of you guys weren't there, but Mr. Uh, 
who was I? Who was I with they're, that time? They're all arguing. Skigliano was with me. Yeah, yeah. He was there with me, and then the Maroons losing the final play to Southeast Polk on the Hail Mary. But uh, keep in mind, they've run the Philly Special, and they've run uh, the uh, uh, what? The hook and ladder, not the hook and ladder. Flea flicker, flea flicker, flea flicker against yep. Dowling. So. <laughs> Something for the Dowling defense to consider here, Matt. There's, yeah. a, there's a lot of stuff you coach are trying to you put know, in the minds of young well, people. In this situation, though, there's not much of a trick play. The only thing you're going to do is a hook and ladder or something like that might work. But any misdirection in the backfield, you want Morrow throwing the football. And uh, there's not much of a run read right here because if they run the ball on third down, you know, they, they, they get if they get stopped short, it, it's that's a game ender. Well, good news for Valley. Their uh, receiver, Reed Schillip, Walks off the field under his own power, recovering from a cramp. So this will be third and ten Valley from the Dowling 42. 31 seconds remaining in the game. Dowling by four. Here's pressure on Morrow, and he's going to be hit sacked at midfield. They get him. It'll be fourth down as the cock continues to run with 20 seconds remaining. Hagen and Mata back there There on the stop. And, And Pettis. They got to get everybody get, back. Get everybody set. As hey, Valley, you got one more play, guys. Eight seconds yeah. remaining. It's fourth and twenty for Valley at their own forty-seven yard line. Back to throw is Morrow, and he doesn't want to run it. He's trying to find the line of scrimmage. Still scrambling, and he throws off his back foot, incomplete, and that'll do it. Game over. And Dowling oh, wins wait, it. We got a flag on the field. Oh, right flag at the on the field. Forty-five yard line of Dowling, and this what's this all about? So it's not over yet. It's not over yet. He might we'll, have been. Let's, let's get the call here. Yeah. Illegal man downfield there against Valley. Maroons decline it. Touchdown. Game uh, over. Or game over, rather. Dowling wins it. 31-27. What a football game. <laughs> oh, my goodness. What a football game. Have you? Well, welcome to the Dowling Valley yeah. series as yeah. <laughs> Matt Maindring is. Uh, the Maroons now smokes. have won 11 of their last 15, four in a row over Valley as Dowling now improves its record to 5-3 and three going into week nine. Valley falls to 6-2 and two, and with that win by Dowling, both teams were assured, are assured playoff berth depending on next week, but I'm sure that'll happen. But yeah. what a game! What a game. You know, Valley's walking off the field shell-shocked here when, when they had the ball inside the 20-yard line down there and decided to kick the field goal and missed it, that just – it all tumbled backwards right from that point onward. And uh, Dowling takes the game and uh, the resiliency right there. Jackson Smolik. <laughs> Jackson Smolik stepped up and played a football game tonight. He threw the ball well. Glad you mentioned Jackson. He threw for two touchdown passes tonight. His counterpart, Mason Morrow, with three touchdown passes tonight. Uh how about Dante uh, Cataldo's run Yeah, for a touchdown, a five-yard run, and then a Carson Brown, uh, the winner, with a 63 seconds remaining, Carson Brown on a 25-yard touchdown reception from quarterback Jackson Smolik. So a little bit of everything. How about the soccer player, Joe Reed, yeah, with the I pick six this. of 50 yards? I was watching Joe Reed run across the field as the football players go and, and enjoy this win with the fans in the crowd there as they're – High five and over there by the bleachers, and uh, what a win! John Chido, are you, are you on mic down there? I know you're uh, busy, but uh, how about this? Uh, we we mentioned a, nut- a number of names. What's that, Mark? We mentioned a number <laughs> of names. The Joe Reed pick six from 50 yards out. 
the, the catch by Nicholson for a touchdown, Dante Cataldo's five-yard run, and Carson Brown with the game winner. Uh, a lot of guys for you to consider tonight on the postgame show. Oh, my. I, I, I've been, it's been going through my mind here. I, I think you, you got what you got. Jackson Smolik is getting back. Dante Cataldo and uh, uh, Cooper Nicholson, I think, might be. you got to mix Joe Reed in there. I, I don't know. You guys decide here. Help me here. <laughs> well, whoever they, whoever's available, bring them over. But uh, <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of them there. I think, you know, Jackson Smolik came out and had a game tonight. You know, a kid coming off of that collarbone injury, and not being in a game, yep. and and then and playing in the Ankeny game in the playoffs last year was his first real start because they were rotating last. So he missed year. seven games. Yeah, what he missed. yeah, unbelievable. And then you come in, you just drop him into the Valley Dowling game. Just oh, just in, drop him. Yeah, just drop him into this game. <laughs> you go down the hall and talk to yeah. you, uh, the athletic director about that. Yeah, oh, I better get to these because I guess who wants to leave? Your other math teacher, uh, Jared Seifert, providing the stats. Let's go through them here. All right, total yardage tonight as the Dowling wins at 31-27 and a come-from-behind victory over the Valley Tigers. Maroons with 407 yards of total offense. Valley with 333. Dowling with 265 yards passing, 142 yards rushing. And Valley with 175 yards passing and 158 yards rushing. Uh, penalties, Dowling seven penalties, 68 yards. Valley with three penalties for 25 yards. And first downs, Dowling with 21. Valley with 23. Uh, Jackson Smolik tonight, his numbers, 16 to 25 passing, 255 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. Dante Cataldo, one for one passing for 10 yards. Mason Morrow for Valley, 15 out of 27 passing, 175 yards, three touchdowns, and an interception. Leading ground gator for Dowling. Uh, the leading rusher was C.J. Phillip, 11 carries, 61 yards. Townsend, uh, six carries, 37 yards. And Dante Cataldo, six carries, 33 yards, and a touchdown. Cam Middleton. Eight carries for 28 yards to lead Dowling. For Valley, Danny Rankins, who uh, had that cramp or lower leg injury, 15 carries, 68 yards, and a touchdown to lead Valley. Deion Hutch, 10 carries for 50 yards. And Morrow, five carries for 31 yards. Leading receivers tonight for Dowling, Cooper Nicholson, eight catches, 136 yards, and a touchdown. Carson Brown, six catches, 96 yards, and a touchdown. Bo Gamble, one catch for 19 yards. Drew Winget, two catches for 14 yards. Uh, For Valley, Eli Reardon was their leading receiver, eight, six catches, rather, for 68 yards and a pair of touchdowns. Uh, Cade Grevengood, three catches for 47 yards. Reed Schillip, one catch for 20 yards. Aiden Price, two catches for 19 yards. That might be the key of the game, holding Price to just two catches, but he also scored a touchdown. Deion Hutch, two catches for 19 yards. Again, uh, Dowling with a total yardage of 407 yards and Valley with 333 Coach Seifert, thank you. Congratulations to the coaching staff where he's going to go join them. We're going to take a break. We'll get to our postgame show and interviews from the field. Dowling a winner tonight by the score of 31-27 over the Valley Tigers, along with Matt Maindring, John Chido. I'm Mark Amadale. Back with the postgame in one minute. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Mercy One, your expert circle of personalized care for all your health needs. With more care locations than anyone, your best life is their one purpose. Find your doctor at mercyone.org. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Skeffington's Formal Wear. In business since 1951, with locations in Des Moines, West Des Moines, Davenport, Coralville, and Ankeny. Skeffington's Formal Wear, fitting you for life celebrations. Online at skeffingtons.com. 
Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by CTO. What great news for donors to the Catholic Tuition Organization. You now receive 75%. Yes, 75% of your donation back in Iowa tax credits beginning January 1st of this year. Your support has helped thousands of students attend our Catholic schools. Best gift ever. Online, ctoiowa.org. At CTO, the bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. Hey, welcome back to Valley Stadium here in West Des Moines. Mark Hemadale, Matt Maindring, John Chidel, and uh, we want to thank Brian back at the uh, Iowa Catholic Radio Studios, who's our studio producer tonight. What a game, man. What a win. Dowling coming from behind, winning 31-27. Dowling trailed 20-10 at halftime. And let's go down on the field. Let's start with the uh, interviews with John Chido And, Johnny, take it away on the field. I got Joe, uh, Joe Reed here um, with a great ball game uh, for you. Uh, great coverage all night. You guys had your hands full early with uh, Eli Reardon, Grevin Good, the number of receivers that you had to cover tonight. And then you capped off that or kick-started the, the, the drive, or, or, or I want to say the momentum, with the pick six. Tell, talk us through that play there. Yeah, we needed that, like, huge. I just knew he was going to run an out route. I saw the quarterback throwing it, and I just jumped it. I ran as fast as I could. That got me tired, but we got it. We got it. So it seemed like they, they thought that you were going to drop out of that coverage with the, with the cover two, and you kind of sat in that zone. Is that something you guys talked about or saw during the week? No, not really. But I just didn't – I just expected that out route. I just saw him throw it and went out and got it. So, so is this your first year playing football? Yeah. And not only – to get a pick six in a game like this, a rivalry game, but also take it to the end zone in, in, in for a touchdown. The emotions going through you, that, that's just fantastic. Yeah, the atmosphere is amazing. The crowd is great. The students are great. The whole football team is very supportive. It's a great feeling. Well, congratulations, Joe. Go enjoy the victory. Thank you. Thank you. That's John Chidle with uh, uh, Joe Reed, who had that pick six unofficially 50 yards as Dowling wins it tonight 31-27. Over the uh, Valley Tigers, uh, Matt, and uh, we're going to go down back to the field, and that's where John Chidel has one of the receivers tonight, Cooper Nicholson, who had, I think, uh, what, 77 of Dowling's 80 yards in one drive, Johnny. So Mark just said 77 of 80 yards in one drive, but also you had a night uh, uh, with your receiving. Just just walk us through uh, the second half, because at one point it was, it was six plays, and then all of a sudden you guys just exploded uh, – for, for 75, 76 yard, and, and then capped it off with uh, Carson Brown's touchdown at the end. So basically, we were going into the we were going into the second quarter, or the third quarter, 14 to three, and we knew we had to come back, and just we knew we were going to run the ball, and passing yards were just were just crucial. So running running the passing yards and stuff were were a great thing, and catching the ball, and everybody everybody doing their job at the end of the end of the game. So it seems like the, the, the middle of the field was, was wide open and it's something you guys saw, and you, you broke free for that, uh, that, that one big play there. Talk us through that. Um, well, it was a go up the middle, and I saw there was no safety there, so I just had to beat the middle linebacker, and I did that. And I look over, it was a pass to me, and then all, it was just green, green grass from there. Well, Cooper, congratulations. Uh, go enjoy the victory. What a night. Thank you. Thank you. All right, John Chido with uh, – Cooper Nicholson and Joe Reed, who came up big. Cooper on the offensive end and Joe Reed on the defensive end. I know Johnny's uh, going to catch up with uh, head coach Tom Wilson. Of course, 
we have other media here tonight, so we got to share the coach, uh, Matt Maynard. So we'll just uh, uh, talk a little bit until Johnny can get uh, Coach Wilson. But uh, what a game. Tell, tell Johnny just to ignore Channel 13. Just walk right in. <laughs> oh, <and laughs> you know, I, I had a chance. To, when you came in, I was talking with uh, Keith Murphy and, uh, and Justin Cerency, uh, who tremendous player at the University yeah. of Iowa. We were talking about Bronte Wells, yeah. a Dowling player on the UNI team, and, and nothing. he had nothing but good things to say. Matter of fact, Justin will be broadcasting a game tomorrow, UNI's game in the Dome. And okay. uh, he says, yeah, he says, I got to know Bronte a little bit. He's, and, he's uh, a great young man. Actually, the first kid, first student I met walking into Dowling uh, when I took the job was Bronte Wells. And uh, what a what a representative for Dowling to have. And he said, uh, Valley High School's two exits down. Uh, you're, you're at the wrong exit. And he didn't, he didn't say anything <laughs> like that to you? <laughs> no. No, he didn't. That is awesome. Well, we're again, we're, we're waiting uh, to hear from head coach Tom Wilson. We will. Dowling with the win tonight, 31-27. And that sets up, uh, well, next week. Uh, Dowling finishes with uh, uh, the Waukee Warriors. And uh, that's the team that, uh, well, was split. And uh, the Warriors were in action uh, tonight, and uh, let's see what they did. Let's see, Valley Valley will host Roosevelt uh, next Friday night right here at Valley Stadium. Roosevelt came in with a nice game with a record of 4-3. and three. Valley falls to 6-2. and two. Dowling improves to 5-3, and three, and the Waukee Warriors are 2-5 and five going into tonight's game. And they were at number four Urbandale, so if you go to the Jayhawks website or their uh, yeah, uh, Twitter Urban, site, you may be able to pick that um, up, Matt. Roosevelt is now ahead of Sioux City East, 20-19. They were trailing early. Yeah, right. they were. Uh, the Urbandale score was 35-0, Urbandale over Waukee. That game is final. Okay. And uh, it was the same score as the Ankeny over North Waukee Northwest tonight, 35-0. So what, yes. a, what a night as they 48-7, I have the final oh, there. 48-7. 48-7, Ankeny over Waukee Northwest. Okay. As, uh, yeah, I think that's, again, a little inconsistent here on this app. <laughs> It's 17-7. Uh, Cedar Rapids Kennedy now has gone up on Johnston okay. in the fourth quarter. That score is 17-7. to Kennedy over Cedar Rapids Kennedy over Johnston. And Johnston was ahead 7-0 yeah. over number one Kennedy at halftime, but that has uh, since changed. Mark Amadale, Matt Mandring, and I know the parking lot is clearing out. You look up here and you see all the lights and everybody is standstill. The TVs are off. The, yeah. They're, maybe they're listening to radio. John Chad, are you still there? I, have to, I, have to, I, I am. Okay. I know you're waiting for Tom and Coach Wilson visiting with the media. And uh, we, we got two interviews in, and we're waiting for the last one, I guess. Yeah. And he's just finishing up. He's, uh, he's he, Here he is right here. All right. Well, final score again. Dowling 31, Valley 27. Let's go down to John Chida with head football coach at Dowling. Tom Wilson, Johnny. Coach, congratulations! What 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 a finish to a ball game. Uh, my heart was beaten, and you guys, your calm, cool, collective, and and went on those last two drives and back and forth there at the end. Uh, just kind of talk us through that. Oh, uh, it was incredible. I'm not even sure I can remember it. I, I I just know that you know we started opening things up, and and uh, we made some. You know, Coop makes the big play. Mikey McLean makes a nice block at the end of that uh, play to to make sure Cooper scores. Um, you know, obviously they come back and, uh, you know, we decided to just keep opening up and, and inserting Dante in. Um, and, you know, we, we throw it down the field. We use Dante a little bit in the in the run game uh, and, and we get a score and then they come down and score. And a big part of that was uh, having three timeouts left. I We didn't have to feel rushed. And, you know, I took a shot to, to Carson on the first play of that drive and uh, completed that, and that put us in business. And, and really it was just uh, us standing our no-back stuff, and, and uh, you know, we hit Carson 
And, and honestly, for Jackson, that, that's about his third read on that play. Yeah, there's a tremendous throws there over the middle. It seems like you guys are exposing some of the matchups and getting Carson Brown on those linebackers in the middle of the field there. Is that something you guys saw the, going into this game? We did, and, and they were double covering uh, Carson a couple of different times. Uh, you know, Cooper was working the underneath zone, and, and uh, really we're only working two different concepts out of that empty package, and I just kept choosing which one I wanted to go to, and uh, Jackson was just figuring the reads out on his own. And Joe Reed with the, the pick six to, to, to start the, the, the second half, that was just a big momentum boost there uh, for you guys, it seemed like. The soccer guy, uh, first year <laughs> playing football. Um, really happy for him. He's uh, obviously is great for us that he came out. Uh, he came out knowing nothing, and then he jumps the out route uh, against Valley to give us the first touchdown. Well, Coach, congratulations. Uh, what a night. Thank you very much. All right, Johnny, thank you for that interviews, uh, the interviews down on the field with uh, Cooper Nicholson, Joe Reed, and head coach Tom Wilson of Dallin Catholic as the Maroons win it 31-27. Mark Amadale, Matt Manry back up here in the press box. John Scheider will join us here in a moment when it's a long drive. Uh, does he take the elevator, you think, tonight? I don't know. Maybe he doesn't. He's walking the wrong way right now. Uh, I don't know where he's going. Uh, he's going down with a couple yeah, of players. But uh, big win tonight. And now we yeah. were talking about earlier, Dowling's win this year. Their wins were over teams. Yes, some of them had winning records, but they weren't tested. Yeah. And uh, they've lost two close games in the final minute to Southeast Polk and, of course, to Iowa City, City High on both games on the road. And uh, they lost the third game they lost was to Ankeny, who, by the way, Valley had beaten earlier this year. So the Marines were looking for a statement win. And, and one, to, you know, after that tough start, they got it, and they got it in week eight against their arch rival. They did, and this is a big statement win because Valley had all the momentum coming into this game, had been on a roll, you know, had just gone on and beaten Ankeny. And, and uh, you know, it's they looked like the team to beat, number one RPI and right. everything else, and they had earned where they were at. And uh, you're exactly right. You know, Dowling hadn't had that close win, you know, over a, uh, over a top tier, you know, a top RPI team until tonight. And uh, they, they won the close game. You know, they lost the close game against Southeast Polk on the Hail Mary pass and then the trick pass or the trick plays down at um, Iowa City. And then uh, you come back and get throttled by Ankeny. And then uh, tonight they just dominated, not, not dominated the game, but, I mean, resilient. That's, that's the word that comes into my head. And six snaps in the third quarter was all they had offensively. Remember, we talked about that going <laughs> that into the it. break. Six, six snaps, snaps and a punt. Yeah, six snaps and a punt. And, and Joe Reed, you know, just he, his interception – and that touchdown really did flip the momentum. And uh, what a back-and-forth game. All right, we're going to leave you with some scores. We'll come back and wrap things up. Uh, uh, these are all, well, let's see, this is in the fourth quarter. Johnson was leading number one Cedar Rapids Kennedy at halftime, 7 nothing, and now 17 international points by Cedar Rapids Kennedy in the second half. And number one Cedar Rapids Kennedy leading Johnson 17-7 in the fourth quarter at Kingston Stadium in Cedar Rapids. It was a late start, 7-30. Number two, Southeast Polk, a final. They defeated Ankeny Centennial 16 nothing in Ankeny tonight. Here in, at Valley Stadium, it was uh, number eight Dowling, upending number three Valley Tigers 31-27. Other finals has number four Urbandale, a 35-0 winner over Waukee. And uh, Waukee falls 2-6. and six. That is Dowling's next opponent next Friday night. And it was uh, fifth-ranked Ankeny defeating Waukee Northwest by the score of 48-7 out at uh, Waukee Northwest High School. And 
An updated score, it's Roosevelt, that game at Drake Stadium, Roosevelt leading Sioux City East 33-26. So we'll be back with more postgame after these messages, along with uh, Matt Mainring and John Chido. I'm Mark Amadale. Our uh, thanks to Brian Sweeney, our studio, op- studio producer tonight here on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. And we'll be back with final thoughts following these messages here on Iowa Catholic Radio. Weekdays at 1 p.m., it's Dr. David Anders with Call to Communion. It's a live call-in show for non-Catholics and fallen-away Catholics. Call to Communion on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. Connecting listeners with Christ. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by Northwest Bank. Commitment you can bank on. Northwest Bank is a community bank serving Iowa and Nebraska. N-W.B-A-N-K. Thank you, Northwest Bank, for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. Did you know you have a choice in your child's education? Smaller class sizes, dedicated teachers, a sense of community, and a caring learning environment. Whether it's in the classroom or at home, Diocese of Des Moines Catholic Schools deliver the best value in education, and we offer tuition assistance to help you afford it. Learn more about how the Catholic schools in the Des Moines Diocese might be the right choice for your child. Visit dmdiocese.org schools. And we're back here at Valley Stadium for final comments following Dowling's win, come from behind win, 31-27 over the Valley Tigers. Mark Amadell, Matt Mandring, John Scheidel as uh, the Maroons improve their record to 5-3 and three on the season. And they go into week nine at, on the road at Waukee. For the Valley Tigers, they fall to 6-2. and two, And they host Des Moines Roosevelt next Friday night right here at Valley Stadium. Both games, Dowling and Valley, start at 7 o'clock. And let's kind of recap the scoring. We'll give uh, John Chido a chance to make take his breath. You can ask him if he took the elevator or the stairs, uh, Matt, when you get a chance. <laughs> He's uh, a stairs guy. <laughs> well, it was all Valley in the first half. The Tigers got out to a 14-0 lead on a uh, touchdown pass from Mason Morrow to Aiden Price from 12 yards. And Danny Rankin's a three-yard run, giving uh, the Tigers a 14-0 lead. And then Valley, or rather Dowling, comes back with a Diego Leon uh, 23-yard field goal, cutting the score to 14-3 at halftime. In the third quarter, the Maroons got the scoring started. Valley took the opening kickoff for the second half, and uh, on their third play, a 50-yard interception returned by Joe Reed, put Dowling on the board and cut the lead to four, 14-10. And then uh, Valley comes back after the ensuing kickoff, and they marched 11 plays, 77 yards. Mason Morrow with the second touchdown pass at the time to Eli Reardon and the, of 16 yards. The extra point was no good. It was blocked, and it was 20-10. to 10. Uh, Valley leading Dowling, and that was all the scoring in the third quarter. The fourth quarter, we saw four touchdowns, three by Dowling and one by the Valley Tigers. Uh, Cooper Nicholson, as uh, John talked to earlier, uh, a 67-yard touchdown reception from quarterback Jackson Smolik. The extra point by Diego Leon was good, and it was 20-17 to Valley. Back comes the Maroons after a, 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 a Valley possession, and... Dante Cataldo on a five-yard run capped off a seven-play, 76-yard drive. And with five and a half minutes left in the fourth quarter, Dowling with its first lead of 24-17. to That was short-lived because Valley comes back on the ensuing kickoff. Mason Morrow with his third touchdown pass to Eli Reardon of 19 yards uh, gave Valley a 27-24 lead. That capped off a 10-play, 75-yard drive. And then down the stretch, 62 seconds remaining. Jackson Smolik on a 25-yard touchdown pass to Carson Brown. That's Jackson Smolik's second touchdown pass of the night and of the season. Keep in mind, he's missed every game except the first. 
capped off a four-play 67-yard drive and gave Dowling the win, 31-27 with Leon's extra point. And uh, that's how it ended. And I'm out of breath just saying that, guys. <laughs> and uh, John Chato, you got your breath now? I, I, I gave you, I, I bought you some time, they called here in the business. And, uh, boy, it was chaos down there. And we went from a slowly, you know, progressing game. Valley gets their touchdowns, and we sit on that to all the scoring in the fourth quarter. It was up and down. And, and Tom, like you said, Coach Wilson couldn't put his finger on it either. Well, it, it seems like you look up the, the, the scoreboard, you kind of get your breath, and, and then boom, another big, something big happens, uh, whether it was for Dowling or Valley. But, wow, that, that, that finish was just amazing. And uh, for Jackson Smolik to have the second half that he had and to come back in there and, and have that drive mm-hmm. uh, with a what, minute – 40, I think, to start that drive. and, and Yeah, right. Yeah, That uh, sounds about right. And make those yeah. big throws, and, and they cap it off with uh, Carson Brown for the, the what was the, the winning touchdown. It was just it was, amazing. It was back and forth, and it's hard to get a read. You mentioned Coach kind of uh, – Coach Wilson kind of said a few things, Matt, that I thought, and I don't know if you caught it, talking about what they were looking at as far as yeah. passing routes. Johnny, they went with five receivers at times. Yes, yes. That was amazing. Empty backfield, Matt. You know, on that, early in the fourth quarter, they came out with that empty set, and then they hit – was that Nicholson over the middle on yes. that? That was the that was the, the Nicholson drive, we'll call it. it yes. He had the two big plays. And they saw something from that then that they came back to – and, uh, you know, you, you still get the window dressing with Cataldo in there, but then Cataldo brings him down the field, and, it, you know, as Smolik throws him down the field, Cataldo runs him down the field, and Cataldo runs in for that touchdown. Yep. And, uh, you, know, you know, we have a hard time seeing which quarterback is in. Yeah. So does the defense. Yes. And so, you know, it really puts a different kind of pressure on him to have those two dynamic players in there. Um, but the thing that's really impressed me is – when we started the year, I didn't, you know, I didn't see the playmakers on the receiving core. You know, it, it, during that first couple weeks, you didn't see it. Now, all of a sudden, we've got guys that are going to go make plays. And, yeah. and it's, you know, Nicholson and, and Brown and, and Bo Gamble gets a big, a big catch in there. Yes. And, uh, you know, it's just it's something to see how that core has really grown. Right. You're right, and they they saw when you when you go to that empty set and you have man coverage basically with no help in the middle of the field, and you're able to get the speed and on that inside position of that defensive back, it makes him hard. Mm-hmm. And linebackers, which yeah. is exposed. I mean, yeah. uh, when you have Cooper Nicholson or Carson Brown on a linebacker, uh, it, it makes a, a, creates a great mismatch for for Dallas. It does, and especially if they get free release off the line of scrimmage, yes. because then they can just get their speed up, and they're going to run by those guys and. You know, that's the advantage that you have in high school football is there's no one going to go up and play press yeah. man coverage right. and knock them off and keep a safety yes. over the top. And so you got to be able to, you know, in high school football, you're going to get that free release. And those and the DBs, they're standing still right. and advantage offense. And then it comes back to, okay, your receivers, or you have five receivers, and then the, the Valley safety and strong, safety and free safety, who, which one are they going to, you know, be matched up against? And I think that's what Smolik – and Cataldo looked at it certain times. Yeah, that's that's a read. So when you when you say like what Carson going back or, or uh, Cooper's uh, big play, he went from the opposite hash and at the at the safety, and the safety has to make a decision because you have another receiver next to Carson, the number two receiver that's running a seam route down down that. So it makes this, the safety: am I going to go with the guy that's deep, or am I going to go with that crossing route over the middle? And he picked, he took the the, the choice of the the deep route and let let Carson get that separate arc. 
Cooper, excuse me, get that separation. Yeah. We, we mentioned the Dallas receivers. Uh, you know, Andrew Bliss and Bo Gamble yep. were involved with yep. that. And I think Mike Bliss, McLean, threw uh, Coach mentioned, had yeah. a great block. Yeah, he and did. Block. But then uh, how about Drew Winget, the, uh, you know, yeah. one of two yeah. tight ends. They went to him quite a bit in the first half. And now Dowling trailed. But they were, you know, trying to find something open in the, in the Valley defense. Mm-hmm. And they went to uh, Drew uh, Winget, the uh, the other tight end, with uh, Jalen Thompson. Yeah, the, the, it's ex- you know, you bring up a great point. How many different people can you put into an offensive set <laughs> and make things happen? You got three running backs that are rotating through. You got two quarterbacks. You got five, six receivers, a couple tight ends, and then a couple fullbacks. And all of these kids are getting on the field and are able to contribute. And that's the beautiful thing about football is you can get so many people yes. in to contribute. And that offensive line, you know, we got to tip the cap. We can't forget those yeah, guys running they across the board. They, yeah, they, you know, they gave Smolik time, you know, Rockers and, and Kerry and Bagantos and Nahas, and I'm forgetting one off. Uh, Gade Batterton. Batterton. Yeah, Batterton. Yeah. And uh, gave Smolik and Cataldo time whenever they were back yeah. there. And, uh, you know, C.J. Phillip had a nice night, too. And, and uh, yeah. And Dante, now that we're seeing something here with this Dowling offense, gives them a different dynamic, especially in that red zone. Because now you have to not only honor to throw because mm-hmm. he's proven he can throw the ball, but he's also can run the ball. It, it, what I'm amazed at, I'm glad you guys got to this, is what I'm looking here. It's like Dowling wants to offensively do tempo. Well, now you're interchanging. You mentioned everything, yeah, you know, the receivers that, yeah. and the yeah. tailbacks. You're doing it with a quarterback, yep. and you're maintaining tempo, and you can't give the, your opponent, Valley tonight, a chance to respond, well, Johnny. I, I was giggling when I was standing next to Scigliano on the sideline because you guys were mentioning that we, you know, we need to, binoculars to keep track of what quarterbacks are going they, in, not only the running backs, they but are. the receivers. But, yeah. Uh, you, you guys are absolutely right. Yeah. Well, it's a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and I don't want this to be lost in the whole thing here. How is How important is Diego Leon? I mean – been perfect yep. on the season yes. and uh you know he's he's con- when you can get that guaranteed you know, not a guarantee but it's a you feel pretty comfortable with right. that three points and what that did to valley in costing them mm-hmm. three points and uh, the blocked extra point early in the ball game yep. and uh you know there's the, the first quarter was messy it was, right. it was both teams. Yes. There was a lot of mistakes and things like that. Defenses lived on that. Yeah. They forced yes. t- two yeah. turnovers to both offenses. Well, how yeah. about the Valley deciding to go for the for the field, field goal? And yeah. instead of fourth and two, you have a – Taking a shot like you want. Division one athlete yeah. going to Notre Dame that, yeah. that is hard to cover out of that, that backfield when they put him in that wing, wing set. And uh, – and it's easy to sit back and say now. Yeah, hindsight's twenty but, twenty. Right. But the thing was that we talked about up here is the fact that, well, the three points, it still was a two-score game. It right, didn't, yes. It didn't really impact anything yes. from that standpoint. But, you know, you, you go with your gut feeling and yeah. you want to put points in the board. You feel good about it. Yeah. And, you know, Swenson's going to put the points in the board. And that was, you know. Yeah. It, it would have been a great call if it had made it. To right. right. Yeah. There's no question. Yeah. Again, no the question. final, the Dowling 31, Valley 27 here at Valley Stadium. Dowling trailed 20 to 10 at, at, at halftime. And, John, you know, we, I know we, were, we had interviews going on at halftime. What do you think some of the adjustments were from the Dowling side? What I know you had a chance to ask Coach Wilson a quick question, but what do you think the mindset was? What is defensively and offensively? The Dowling defense is on the field way too long, but they hung on and, and pulled out some big sacks at the end with Morrow. But what do you think some of the adjustments were at halftime on the Dowling side? Well, I, th- I think they, 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 like Coach Wilson said, we're going to open this up, and, and I'm thinking they were going to go the other route. That tells you how much I know uh, with running the football and sustaining a drive there. When I talked about it, and they hit Carson on that big play, 
is they, they knew that when they went into an empty set going into this game that they were going to get a lot of man coverage and get some mismatches. And they moved Carson Brown uh, from that number one receiver and kind of shifted him a little bit off the ball to give him that, that free release and yeah. able to expose that middle of the field there. And oh. They just went with that, and they worked on it all week. They're not going to run anything that they don't work on all week. So they, they, they do a great job scouting opponents and, and trying to find mismatches, and, and they just were able to open it up. The one thing I will say, you know, give credit to Tigers. Morrow impressed me tonight. Oh, yes. Yeah. I mean, he made his competitor three <coughs> touchdown passes, the, and he did it with his legs. He did it with his legs. That first down run he had to sustain that drive. I mean, tackles by right yard. there. Yeah. Or, 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 yeah. I mean, that's a senior wanting to make plays. And, and in this fourth quarter, what's great about this game tonight was you saw your players making plays. Yes. And on both sides of the football. And uh, in the end, you know, Jalen Pettis comes in and gets sacked, Mata Brua, and, and things like that. But you know, Rankins ran well. Rankins, he and, tremendous. And, and, Until he uh, cramped up or had yeah, the lower leg injury, yeah. and then Hutch came in and he ran well. He, he, yeah. Both those running backs are, are solid running backs, and they're they're both what juniors? Or is Rankins a senior? He's a senior. He's a senior. senior yeah. It, it, they're it, both seniors. You look at the top of the the five A landscape right now, and this. It's anybody's ball game. There's yeah. there's about five six teams right now that could win on any given night. Sure. And uh, the thing about it right now is Dallas got all their their horses in the stable for the first time. And everybody healthy, man. Yeah. Yes. Nobody yeah. on the injured report right. Right. as we get every right. week. So, so that is good. It's a big win. Big it win. is. It is. And everybody else. Am I right, Mark? Everybody else goes into the playoffs next week. Except for 5A, they have one more. Yes. Is yes. that right? Yep. Small so. schools start their playoffs. This is their final regular season oh, games. Wow. Yes, and they start their play. They start a little earlier, and uh, 5A goes one more week. Yep. They'll be at Waukee Stadium taking on the Waukee Warriors. That have, you know, They've been split in half, <laughs> Waukee Northwest and Waukee, but they're on the schedule. And Valley will host Roosevelt, who at last report, I don't know if the source is a reliable uh, John Sarcone <laughs> you, or John Chidal as I look here, but Roosevelt 40-26 to 26, with under two minutes to play over Sioux City East at Drake Stadium, keeping their playoff hopes alive after uh, their loss last week. So that's one of the late games and going the on. the other final is Kennedy did beat Johnston 24-10. Ended up being 24-10. Yep. And Johnston led 7 to nothing at halftime. Yeah. So a lot of scoring there in Cedar Rapids. So, All right, gentlemen. Great night. Thank you, John. Nice job. Thank was it, you guys. Was it, how, how was it on the field? Was it cold? Was, was it all right? There was moments there I saw people kind of leaving the stadium. And uh, look at them now. They're still in a parking lot. Where well, be, still be, this up. was kind of kind of in the fourth quarter. Uh, yeah. People started After to that leave. Touchdown. Yes. That the Valley scored. Yeah. Yes. And really? All of a sudden, I, I bet you they wish they would have stayed because uh, we haven't well, seen a they, finish they get to like this. To us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't seen a finish like this. They're waiting for your interview. You know. And then here you got guys like Scigliano and Balducci over there. You're talking to. I mean, pretty credible guys, I suppose. Yeah. And. Uh, <laughs> You had a lot of guys down there, and uh, a lot of guys, a lot of kids came back. I saw that former Dowling players able to come back and uh, enjoy this uh, as well. So it was it was a great atmosphere. Sure. Well, we have Valley fans listening. They recognize their 2011 yeah. state championship team at halftime, and I remember that group. That was a pretty salty group uh, back there. It was my son's uh, junior year at, in high school, and I said, oh, that's, that's a tough team. And that was the last Valley team that won a state title. And then I think Ankeny won it the next year, and then Dowling won it seven straight years, and then the Hawks won it last year. So there you go. Well, guys, thanks for everything. Great job. We'll see you at Waukee next week. Mr. Manning, regular schedule? 
at, at school. Uh, well, Monday we have uh, professional development days, so the kids got a five-day weekend here. So this is a big break for them. We're gonna go see the gonna go see the band perform tomorrow at, at I think at two o'clock they perform at, at Waukee. At Waukee, okay. And then they perform again at night at Waukee. So there's two contests in one day for them. So that's a big day for the band. We'll be out there next Friday night at yeah. Waukee. That's, yeah. that's near your stomping yeah, grounds. Yeah, right, right you know. by home there. <laughs> a guy comes from Sheldon, Iowa, and he settles in the Waukee area. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who was your well, realtor? Some, someone said that I almost moved back to Sheldon, where I where I end up we end up buying our house. We're out so far out in the northwest corner. <laughs> yeah, you're getting you're on your way. I'm on my way. All right. Guys, thank you very much. Thank you. Great night. You bet. Uh, thank you, Mark. Maroons uh, really solidified their playoff spot. Got a quality win on the on the docket. This year has been tough to get. Uh, the three losses, two of them have been real close. And, of course, Ankeny handled Dowling pretty well in week three. Well, it's, now we're here. We're working on week nine, and a lot has changed. So I want to thank you for that. I'll, that'll wrap things up from Valley Stadium. Our thanks to Brian Sweeney, our studio uh, producer back at the Iowa Catholic Radio Studios, all the folks here at Valley, and uh, Brad Rose, uh, Nate Lindgren, all the folks that help us with our broadcast here. We're the visitors tonight, and they do still do a great job. We want to thank them along with uh, all of our staff, along with uh, head coach Gary Swenson of Valley and his staff, uh, Tom Wilson and his staff at Dowling. We want to thank them for all they do. Our next broadcast will be next Friday night, Dowling at Waukee, pregame at 630, kickoff 7 o'clock from Waukee Stadium. And, hey, our press box will be right with the Dowling fans for the first time in, in a while, so we look forward to that. Uh, for everybody involved with the broadcast, including my broadcast partners, Matt Mandring and John Chido, and for uh, Brian Sweeney, our studio producer, this is Mark Amadale saying good night and so long. The final score once again, Dowling 31, Valley 27. The Maroons improve their record to 5-3 and three on the season. Valley falls to 6-2. and two. And the final regular season games are next Friday night in Class 5A, so I hope you join us for ours, Dowling at Waukee. For everybody involved, uh, once again, thank you for joining us. This is Mark Amadale saying good night and so long. Have a safe and blessed faith-filled evening from all of us with the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. Coverage of Dowling Catholic Sports is underwritten by Ashworth Vision Clinic, Construction Professionals, Dental Associates, Kemen, Mercy One, the Catholic Tuition Organization, Skeffington's Formalware, Bozen the Florist, Northwest Bank, and Catholic United Financial. Please support the businesses that underwrite Iowa Catholic Radio. The proceeding has been a Dallin Catholic Sports presentation on Iowa Catholic Radio.